Good. Right, guys, welcome back to the Lambency Show. You're back with your hosts, Mikey RP Gamer and TRG David. Ah, thank you very much. I'm a pleasure to be here. Uh, how are we doing today, buddy? I'm alright. I'll be honest. I got up about 8 o'clock. Uh, I went back to bed about midday. I got up about 5 o'clock. So I've got energy today. So we should be good. Yeah, you've. <laughs> this, is, this has been an ongoing discussion for me and Dalv about how dead he sounds sometimes. Yeah, and I'm just I like, are energy, you okay? Sound, yeah, when I when I like don't have much energy, I can sound like I'm really depressed, but I'm not. I'm just low energy. But I've got the energy today. I've got the podcast. I'm excited. I want to talk about things. I know that at some point Mike's going to bring up a perky nipple, uh, and we'll just yeah. I'm just excited. How are you, Mike? I I'm doing good, mate. I'm I'm been doing a, a lot of adulting over the past couple of days, so your, your boy's tired. I was on stream yesterday, guys, doing some Final Fantasy 4, and I was there, like, within the first half an hour, it's like, yawning my head off, just like, I want to go to bed. <laughs> this I, is so I, tired. I watched him playing Final Fantasy in his downtime, and he was using wall hacks, he was using money hacks, he was just cheating all over Yeah, the hacks, of course. That's he. That's what he, he likes to meme. Because <laughs> he world, knows man. it gets under my skin. Wait, if you're walking through walls, there's supposed to be a wall there. To disclaimer for those of you who know how invisible walls work in Final Fantasy, Dav is a Final Fantasy noob and hasn't touched the series. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. I'm normally a noob, because a noob sounds like I'm invested in it. I'm not. I'm just invested in annoying you. <coughs> this is true. <laughs> and accurate. But we shouldn't talk about that. That's the gaming podcast. This is the sexy anime podcast oh yeah oh yeah well i hope oh, you no, no wait sorry it's, it's pre-watershed the sexy anime podcast is later on <laughs> they don't need to know about the watershed uh, I, don't I, I don't think anyone other than the uk knows what the watershed is exactly exactly <laughs> usa kids are just brought up this way <laughs> they just brought up with all the <laughs> From eight o'clock in the morning, it's just tits on the screen. Well, we haven't spoken to you guys since the twenty seventh of December, so I all hope you enjoyed the start of your year. We're now over, well, a week and a half into the new year, so I hope you had a great time. Uh, as um, yeah, we we had a we had a week off. Uh, it was the first week of the year. Yeah. Uh, I so Mike decided uh, it would be a good idea to postpone last week's because uh, there was basically nothing had come out yet, um, and I thought it was nice as well to sort of have a week off, essentially over the, the Christmas period. Yeah. Um, so I had a really nice Christmas. I spent actually spent New Year's with Mike uh, in his house. Uh, we uh, I sliced my finger at his house. So <laughs> I, and, uh, Mike doesn't like blood, so I kept waving in his face. That was really fun. We we saw like the really crap British fireworks as the new year rolled in. Yeah, really uh, crap. It was it was a really nice it was a really nice day. Um, Christmas. I hope everyone's Christmas was good. My Christmas was pretty good. We did nothing for Christmas this year. Um, it was it basically was just me and the missus at home, and that was it. Uh, how was your Christmas, Mike? My Christmas was yeah uh, eventful. You know, when you, with the with the kids and everything, it's uh, yeah. You, it's really fun and enjoyable seeing your kids open the presents and everything. But then when they get bored and they're like, Dad, I'm bored. Or when they start screaming or when they start throwing stuff, when they start fighting each other on Christmas, you just... I was like an emotional wreck by the end of it. Just emotionally drained. <laughs> How Have your kids done the thing yet where they've opened a present and they've been more excited about the box slash bubble wrap than the actual present? Of course. I think Frey did that like within the first six months of being alive. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what I love about kids is you can just get them a box of bubble wrap and they'll be happy with it. Yeah, yeah, this is this is true. But yeah, guys, I hope you all enjoyed your Christmases and your New Year's. Yes, we are back. We gave it a week off, as Dav mentioned, because we didn't. There was nothing to cover really, and now we have an awful lot to cover. Uh, and an awful lot to cover, and it's not even all of it. Disc- disclaimer they were still waiting for some shows to release there's some shows i'm not covering because we're waiting for them to come out in dub it's mm-hmm. it's a whole ass wow they they it's decide a whole it's yeah, a whole not, ass like not one cheek not one cheek thing. it's the whole thing All right, they, cool. they they usually like to drop like 12 or 15 anime in a season i think on crunchyroll alone there was like 30 and i was just there just like okay well i, I imagine some of these are gonna get cut out anyway um, I, I already, when I was watching some cow a couple, um, that I was originally going to review, m- I think mostly because of the catch-up one, so I cut out Vinland Saga, uh, and I cut out, uh, Bungo Stray Dogs, um, simply because they didn't interest me, I was getting bored watching them, so we <laughs> cut them straight out, um, not, not gonna put you guys through everything. Don't have to start it, you won't know about it. Anyway, guys, if you haven't already as well, make sure that you check out the website as per usual. You know, it's, it's now 2023. Come come, jump in and say hello to 2023. Catch up on Vex's this week in gaming episodes from ABK Updates and Limited Run Games and, and Life's itself. Or Koba Katania's review. Um, in review? Interview! I mean... Uh, that... No, we just review him as a person. Yeah, we just reviewed him as a person. Yeah. <laughs> we ask him questions and then judge him silently. <laughs> Uh, which was very interesting to watch, actually. I, I watched that as it was live. Or oh, if you missed the last episode from the 27th of December, guys, you can also catch up on that, which was mostly focused around Deku and Dark Deku, uh, which we will touch on a little bit more later. Isn't that the tree from Link? <sighs> this is going to be a long episode. It is, especially because I made that joke last <sighs> time as well. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you did. <laughs> and, I will, and I will do it every time because it annoys you. Yes, you will. <laughs> so... Now I can swap over and pop up that screen. We will head into our reviews. All right, what were we reviewing first this week? This week, obviously, these are all all new to you guys, so it's going to be longer than usual. We're starting and off, me. and you. Yep, this is this is you going to be taking these reviews off of what I say. <laughs> so this week we start off strong. I mean, okay, so ironically. Obviously, because we, obviously we start on a Tuesday, um, and obviously, actually the anime season started on a Tuesday actually as well, so we we lined it up perfectly this time. Uh, but anyway, sorry. Ironically, because it starts on a Tuesday, this came out on Monday, so it's the last day of the week where I, I pack in some anime. So starting off the end of my weekly anime binge, we had High Card. Um, this. I didn't have much hope for when I saw the trailer, when I saw the blurb. Going off of episode one, it's gone from being like bottom of my interest list to at least top ten, if not higher. Um, So what we've got here is a very interesting start to the episode. So the start we had, this girl was running from like a load of different people in suits, kind of looking like FBI. and she stops at a wall and turns around. And they're like, oh, she's just a little girl. And they, like, wave her a little bit before trying to shoot her. Because all of a sudden, she starts making these C4 appear behind her. Out of the blue. Just just all the way up this wall. About 100, 100 things of C4. And then the cuts to her also making a missile out of thin air. And I was like, okay, this is something. 
Uh, and it, I, I had a little giggle. I don't know why it cracked me up, but when she like summoned all the C4, she just said, all kaboom. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's just such a moon. Um, and then suddenly someone... I think they were referring to a kind of god called Lala, started crying. Um, this girl was holding a briefcase, and the briefcase ended up getting unlocked, and cards scattered through the wind, and there was a bit of a time jump then. And we meet this young gent, uh, a blonde-haired kid that you guys can see in the in the trailer here. Um, and it's very interesting. He's obviously got a high intellect to start with because he's pickpocketing people, but he's doing it smartly. He's he's kind of like getting up to them, and he he's like, "Oh, you dropped this." Or he one one good example I liked was he had a hot dog, and he, the guy was facing a hot dog stand, so he didn't realize. So he waved this hot dog to distract this dog, and the dog came and bit this guy's ass, and he was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, uh, my dog." bit you here here here's a cup of coffee uh whilst giving him the cup of coffee slipped the ri- the wristwatch off of his wrist and i was just like okay you you're smooth you're smooth uh so i i kind of liked his like persona uh i was like okay but why are you pickpocketing and we do find out that he's from an orphanage and the orphanage is facing closure and because it's facing closure, he's trying to do anything he can to make money for it. So he's pickpocketed a load of people, got all this stuff, is about to go to a broker who will take it. However, this broker's suddenly gone straight and it's like, look, I'm not going to take any of this from you. You're on your own. Uh, apart from a card that he notices. Remember, I mentioned cards at the start. Keep this in your mind, guys. Apart from a card that he notices. He's like, well, this is valuable. And he's like, sorry, that's not for sale. So we end up going to a casino. Um... And he's going. He's he's having a bit of a winning streak until he faces this one guy who is evidently using some kind of magic ability to make the cards go in his favor. So he ends up losing everything, uh, and they both get pulled into the back room. Like, look, you guys were both on winning streaks. Are you cheating here or something? Uh, and it's the business owner with two like right hand men, you know, suit guys again. And one of the suit guys just kills the owner flat out, flat out and the other suit guy and pulls out another card. And this is where we start to put two and two together. These cards have powers. And this guy who just killed these two people, his card's power, I think it was the five of diamonds. And anything he touched turned to marbles. Now this is where I've written uh, my little comments on our, on our uh, task sheet. The is a very interesting out of the box thinking for the abilities that they've had here, and I, something I really want to highlight is that it's isn't they haven't gone for your bog standard stuff. Like okay, some of them are are, are normal. Uh, like the guy who was cheating, his was simply Lady Luck. Nothing can hurt him. Everything goes his way all the time. Uh, we have this marble guy who ends up fighting another guy later on in the red suit that you can see here, who has the five of hearts. Uh, and I think his was something to do with your metabolism. Uh, I couldn't remember exactly. And so it ends up, for the rest of the episode, then becoming a fight over this, uh, the Lady Luck card. Because everyone apparently wants this card. Because, I mean, who wouldn't? Everything going your way in life, of course. So they're all, the, the three of them now are starting to fight out for these cards. And it sets the tone for the rest of the series now of where it's going to go. Or the battle for all these cards, this underground supernatural kind of goings on that we don't know about. Seems to be, have gone on for centuries considering the time skip. They did a very good job at setting it up and an incredible job at 
what abilities they chose as well. Like I said, thinking outside the box is, is something we need to see more of in, in anime. Uh, instead of, you know, oh, you s- I'm, I'm glad they basically didn't show us a card and pull a sword out of the fucking card, for instance. Um, so I I'm, I'm, was really, really impressed with this. High, high card uh, is, is shaping up to be a good one. I don't want to jump the gun too much and say, get my hopes up and then wait for them to be crushed. Um, but so far, so good. So do we know where the cards came from? We don't. All we know so far is little tidbits of information, which was they were all in a briefcase, which got scattered all across the world, and it has something to do with a god slash goddess called Lala who was crying in the sky. Um, okay. That's that's all we really is know. She, is, she, is she crying because she's lost her playing cards? Who knows? The, the, uh, that's the other interesting thing I want to point out, guys, actually, in, in the trailer there. It's the other thing we don't know why as well, but our main character's card is the only one that's damaged. Um, his, his card's the two estates, and it seems to have a bullet shot. Um kind of crack in it whereas none of the other cards seem to have been damaged from what we've seen so far and what what is it that the two of spades does so his um card was i think there's more to it but so far all we've seen is uh i'm not sure what they're called it's it looks like a revolver but they kind of sword off you know they kind of it's like a miniature kind of gun um Ah, so it's, it's when he like appe- the gun appears in his hand. Yeah, the gun appears in his hand, but he oh that's it. He has uh like insane aiming skills. So the guy with the marbles he was fighting, the guy flicked this tiny marble at him, uh, which would have gone straight through his skull, and he manages to literally just pop the gun out in front of him, shoot that straight through the middle of this tiny marble, um going across this guy's cheek as well. So it seems he definitely has like a heightened visual sense when he when he activates his power and the other little thing i liked as well is the aesthetic is that every time one of these people seem to use a card it's not just the ability that's affected they seem to grow a glove out of thin air as well with like um what suit it is uh and representing how many of them so for like as you said that you cut away from that in the trailer yeah, so he grows like a glove with a spade on it, and I think it has two spades on the glove actually to represent his cards, the two of spades. Um, and I, re- I really like that. And like the, the Lady Luck guy, his was the three of diamonds, and I caught on afterwards that he had three diamonds over his knuckle on his glove. I was like, okay, this, that's, that's a nice touch. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Selva effective. Yeah, Selva effective. Uh, uh, other other notes to make, guys. Muse uh, opening theme is very very good. I think it fits the t- sets the tone very well. Animation quality is slightly higher than your bog standard. It seems to be kind of like a mix between. It seems to me it kind of has JoJo elements behind it, only slightly, not noticeably, but kind of. I kind of get a little bit of a JoJo vibe in some of the scenes. Um, but it is very very well done, and the action scenes were quite seamless. So yeah, very strong start to to your week. If you're watching weekly Monday to Sunday like uh, like me, then yeah, your week's gonna start off strong. I wonder how many cards are in this deck. Well, that's that's gonna be interesting. Are we gonna have fifty two? Are we gonna have Jack uh, Jokers included? Um, that's the thing. Is it fifty two or fifty four? Because if it's fifty four, there's two Jokers. I wonder what the Jokers might be. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. intrigued to see what other powers come out of other cards. Oh yeah, I'm 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 hyped, especially considering, like I said, how out the box these cards have been. Uh, so far, what we've seen, it'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Next, we have Reborn to Master the Blade from Hero King to Extraordinary Squire. Uh no, we don't ignore me. Ignore me. I read th- that's the that's the next one. 
<laughs> Next you two together? I, no, I didn't. Oh, you did. you skipped one. I skipped one. We have Malevolent Spirits Mon on, Mon on Ogatari. Professionally unprofessional, people. Professionally unprofessional. <laughs> so, this anime centers around two protagonists uh, set in a world where uh, spirits can only be seen by uh, people with supernatural powers. Uh, these spirits are called Suko Mogami. Now, not all of these spirits are evil. Uh, and they are typically brought to this world not of their own free will. They just... Something happens that hasn't been explained to us in the first episode yet. Uh, Kunato Hiyoma, uh, which is our main character, he watches at the start his big brother and big sister get killed by one of these Suko Mogami. Um... And harbors intense hatred for them, so much so that whereas his master co- converses with them to find out if they are hostile or not, and then if they're not, he'll just say, look, do you, I'm going to send you back, is that okay? And they'll be like, yeah, sure, bruv, send me back. And he just lightly touches them. This guy just wails into anyone he sees because he's got that fear driven into him that any one of them could be evil. And I get it. I get why. But I also get where his master is when I say, like, look, not everything has to be resolved with violence. As a result of his actions and him not taking and heeding the words of his master, his master decides uh, drastic times called or drastic measures and sends him to the home of Nagatsuki, uh, Nagatsuki Botan. The reason he sent him to this home is because Nag- Nagatsuki Botan is a girl who lives with one, two, three, four, five, six uh Sukumogami. Uh because in some special cases they are allowed to live in the human world uh and harbor human vessels. This hasn't been explained why yet, but I'm predicting that it's gonna be something along the lines of if a human has something like, I don't know, a, a chronic illness for instance, uh and a Sukumogami possessed them could save them in some kind of way, um and the the human agrees then maybe maybe that's like a reason. I'm not sure. Um, because they obviously these Sukumogami look human, whereas uh, otherwise they usually look like giants or monstrosities or stuff something. So he sends him to this this other person's home, and obviously we got parallels. Then we've got one person, one main character who absolutely loves Sukumogami. Uh, they saved her life. She's so eternally grateful to them, almost do everything she can for them. And we've got another who harbors a fostered hatred for them. Uh, because of what they did to his family um and it's kind of about trying to show both of them like look you need to understand that not all of them are good and you need to understand that not all of them are bad so you can be the most effective basically exorcists that you can be um now from what i saw the powers are very interesting. So Sukumagami are able to change their body parts and limbs at will and conjure all sorts of abilities, such as the one guy that he fought as soon as he got to this person's home was able to turn his arms into swords. It was really cool. Whereas the humans who exercise have only like one ability, but they harness it. So it's really sad, our main characters, actually. He uses two rings that he kind of hooks on his thumbs and holds in his palms. And one ring is from each um, sibling that he lost. They were his siblings' rings. And with them, he's basically able to nullify an existence of something. So he wasn't cutting this person's sword in half. He was touching uh, the sword. And where he touched it, it would just vanish from there up. From existence, as if it never existed in the first place. 
And it really sets the tone for a Shaonen that we're looking that the combat is going to be quite seamless again. Um, my my concerns are, one, it's got a lot of competition this season in regards to spirit-based anime. Two, it's very along the lines of blue exorcist and vibe, if, in which case it has a lot to live up to. So if it's going to do this, it needs to do it well. Um, but so far, again, so good. Uh, decent episode one. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more. Yeah, uh, I, I have nothing to add to that one. Uh, it seems pretty cool. Uh, I look forward to hearing more of your reviews. Yeah. On to the next one. This this one is, is a funny. We, we like this. It's, it's an isekai. Well, okay. So this is one of those rare cases. We had this conversation, me and Dav, last episode about isekai that aren't isekai, that are isekai, that are a subgenre of isekai. They're isekai, but they aren't isekai, but they are isekai, but they are isekai, but they are... But yeah. You get the point. <laughs> um, so to give you guys a context here, it's called Reborn to Master the Blade, From Hero King to Extraordinary Squire. The reason I call this an isekai is because he is reborn. But he's reborn into the same world like a thousand years later. So, starting off the episode, we see a king, uh, known as the Hero King. And he's done all this great work, and he's on his deathbed, dying of old age, basically. Uh, the reason he was a Hero King is because he made a pact with a goddess... And she was like, thank you for everything you've done for our world. Thank you for being here. Is there anything you want? I will grant you any wish you want. And he's like, any wish? And she's like, yeah, sure. He's like, okay. Uh, I would like to be reborn into this world. Uh, but I would like to go adventuring. I don't want you to make me a king. Don't make me royalty. I just want to be able to have my freedom to see where I, my sword swordplay could have gone, where my limits could have gone. Because as a king... I was never allowed, I was never had the ability, I never had the opportunity to sh- truly train myself, to truly take myself to the highest limits possible. Uh, and I want that opportunity to be able to experience how far I could have gone. So she grants him rebirth. And he rebirths as a woman. If, if you're the king, surely you can, you know, train yourself. Because you're the king, you can kind of do whatever you want. If you're the king. So, in this sense, it was more of the case of he had a lot of political things to do. It was less, he had time to train more that he had to sit at a desk and do no, all that I'm shit. I'm not saying it in terms of that, but it's like, that's such a common trope. Yeah. Like, oh, I was I was the king, I, I couldn't do this. I'm like, you're the king. You can do whatever the hell you want as the king. Fair enough if it's the prince or princess, because normally their parents are the ones who are going, no, you have to be this way. But if you're the king or queen, just do whatever you want to do, man. It's not rocket science. Exactly. So anyway, he's reborn as a girl. Um, And he's already aware. So he's already aware that he used to be a king. He can already speak in his head, think. Obviously he can't because he's still a baby, but he can still think and everything. Uh, And he can still use mana, which a lot of people don't be able to be able to do. And he starts making himself float as this fucking baby. And the mum comes into the room like, oh my god, why is my baby floating? Quick, call the exorcist! Then we cut to them getting attacked by a dragon. And... So we're going to go through this episode bit by bit, because it is uh, so many funny moments. So they get attacked by this dragon, and... The father goes out to try and fight it, and so the mum runs to the auntie's house, uh, who has a seven-year-old son who's got... All these people have crests, and the seven-year-old son has a crest, which symbolises that he's going to be important one day. 
So they try not to let him die. Uh, and he's got a chosen... Not, I think it was some, the sacred weapon, they called it. Um, so he's meant to be powerful one day, but he's still young at the moment. Uh, other than that, there was also his little sister in the room, who's the same age as our main character at the time. <coughs> so we're going through this, and the dragon breaks into the room. And the mum of our main character, who also used to be a combatant, was like, okay, uh, seven-year-old boy, take the two kids, you run, and uh, get out of here. He decides, where they've set up a barricade of chairs to keep these kids in, he decides to place them behind the chairs, and then just say, nope, you kids stay there as if babies are going to stay there, and start fighting. Uh, and he starts trying to trying to fight and whatnot. The dragon swipes them around away with a claw, and basically is about to kill them. So this baby then crawls out, and literally Kamehameha waves it with its fucking eyeball, just a fucking solar beam out of its eye, uh, and kills this dragon in one shot. And the seven-year-old boy sees it, and he's like, "What the fuck?" Gonna pause that review there because my partner wants something. Hello. All right, I gotta fill some time. Uh, unfortunately, um, most of this review just seems to be him uh, not actually saying what happened. It's what he thinks about it, so I can't really go off anything with that. Uh, so I'll just kill time until he's back uh, talking about the the guy's been reborn as a woman. Maybe, maybe you know, if, if I, I mean to be fair, if I was reborn as a woman, I definitely oh, no. know I'd I'd be very pleased with the fact that I had boobs. Um, also, um, what else? You know, God, the thing. I was also wondering, actually, while he was talking about this, this this is the one person who can actually, um, he can actually give us a good uh, explanation of the differences between, uh, you know, male puberty and female puberty, but also he can tell us officially what hurts the most, getting kicked in the balls or shitting out a watermelon. <laughs> so, if you look, you know, oh, he's back, fantastic. Uh, I will do, <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's what I've got for that one. Yeah, so... There wasn't much to go off, mate. It was mostly about your opinions of it. Oh, yeah. So in, in the notes here, you're usually going to see see my opinions. But what I've been saying by here is, is what, what has happened so far. So, yeah. Um, baby. Yeah, baby laser beaming this dragon. To, uh, less than a one-year-old just k- kills up this massive dragon that none of these adults could kill. So we cut to five years later. The kid's five years old, obviously. So is the little girl. And the boy is now 12 or 13 years old at this point. Now, they're having a training session, and they have this other Baron and this Baron's kid come over, and the Baron's kid gets cocky, because he's basically using mana to heighten his abilities and make everyone weary and not be able to focus on him properly when he's fighting. So he's he's kicking everyone's ass, including the, the, the boy. So what does our five-year-old main character decide to do? Only use her mana to, to disrupt this. And then make this guy look like a joke because a five-year-old girl just beats this 13, 14-year-old boy of another baron. Setting up potentially what is going to future be an enemy to the main character. And what, what I found just hilarious about this show is simply the fact that you know, th- th- this kid who decided, I just want to be an adventurer, I want to stay, you know, under the radar, has already twice now, within its first five years of life, decided to just show everyone up and make herself known that she's a prodigy. So I was like, yeah, how is your plan going so far, bud? <laughs> I'm 
I'm a badass. Quite literally. Quite literally a badass. But no, it's 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 very very well done. Uh, the start of it was very hilarious as well because when he's first reborn, um, he obviously has the body of the child, but is in a monologue is still the old man. Uh, but when we cut to five years later, it changes then to the girls in a monologue. But no, it was it was it was brilliant. I I think this was absolutely hilarious. Uh, and Dav is completely right. He he could give us an accurate representation which hurts more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'll be honest, uh, I haven't got my, I'm sort of trying to add minimal to these, to be honest, because there's so many to get through. I don't want it to be like a, you know, a six-hour podcast, so I'm trying to add minimal. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I've said enough about that one already. <coughs> well, after that one, Guy, we had Ayakashi Triangle. Now, I am waiting for the uncensored version to come out of this as well for some point. Of course you are. I mean, obviously. I, I hate... It's not that I'm... Um, people like, Mikey, you're a horn dog. No, no, I'm not. It's the fact that I, mean, I, I can deal with watching censorship if it's kind of like, oh, the sun ray has conveniently come and blocked out these nips. No, no, they blatantly just stuck a sticker on top of them. Just a uh, that's, that's fast. That's, and I, it just looks bad. Then. Yeah, it, it looks it looks terrible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a, a fan of that. So yeah, guys, Ayakashi Triangle. So. Get ready for more spirits. These time, this time they're called Ayakashi, uh, strange beasts that can't be seen by man, um, uh, and are destroyed by those who fight in the sh- shadows. These people are known as Exorcist Ninjas. Uh, Suzu is the main character, is getting spied on by one of these be- beings, and Matsuri tries saving her. Uh, this being is kind of like a cat-shaped one, uh, and she's like, "No, I fell in love with this cat. It's so adorable. You're not damaging it." Blah 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 blah. Um, and then we, we get a little bit of comedy here, which is held throughout. Now, take note of these. Matsuri, the, the ninja boy, uh, first, first offense, shall we say, is him grabbing her thighs and saying, have these got pudgier? And they're going, you dick. Um, and literally just stroking up her thigh. So he goes away. She goes to, uh, what looks like a shrine to... Um, purge the spirit and we learned that when they were younger um, they both used they both used to love spirits and as they got older she loved them but he now wants to keep them all away from her um, and the cat starts to explain to her like why that is and she starts to like fidget and she's like oh that's making me so horny that's making me a little bit moisture um, moisture moisture <laughs> um and she's literally wiggling, so she is she is also a horn dog. Um, and then this cat transforms into its true form. We learn, uh, meanwhile, with Matsuri, that Suzu is what is known as an. Uh, no, I didn't notice, note it down. Basically, she has strong life energy that attracts all kinds of Ayakashi. Um, and so, because of this, that's why she's always been close to them, and that's why this big demon cat wants to absorb her. He comes in and saves the day, throws out this binding stroll that's about to suck all the power this cat has into it so that all that's left is the cat form, basically. So he'll be a little spirit cat with no powers um, for the time being, anyway. Uh, Oh, the cat's called Shirogane. I've just seen that on the screen. I forgot to uh, (laughs) mention. Um, But before, before the cat gets absorbed, he does one final move. 
because he's fed up of these two perverts, he decides, nope, um, Matsuri, the main character who's a boy, I'm going to use the secret art of gender swapping on you. And turns Matsuri into a girl. And this is the start of uh, a lesbian anime. This is how we're going here now. There's a word for it that I forgot what it's called. Something along those lines, yeah. Uh, and you know what? It was that hilarious. Look. I, can, I can let the poor action scene slide because it was just funny. It was just absolutely hilarious. Like, I just pissed myself laughing through the whole thing. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I can see Mike looking at me. I have nothing to add for that other than, you know, clearly this is your sort of thing, and I can totally see why um, you want to wait for the uncensored version. <laughs> um, so, we're not doing that one yet. Uh, next week, guys, uh, I will have her on this time. Koopa will let me be invisible. Uh, I didn't have time to review Campfire Cooking in Another World with my absurd skill because that came out today and I've been busy. Uh, it, is, it is a Yura. I just checked. A Yuri. Sorry, Yuri. A Yuri. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, Buffuri's Season 2 episode drops and I binge-watched Season 1 today, um, which was lovely. Uh, and now we move on to our next episode, which is The Eminence in Shadow, which is still continuing from last season into this season. Uh, this is a double L episode review, uh, and we had Delta. Delta came back. All Delta, and Delta, for anyone who doesn't watch this, is... Whew, mummy. Pardon? Sorry, darling. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's basically like a savage wolf-human hybrid. Um... For you, for you fairy fanboys. Uh, and she, when she awakens, she becomes incredibly feral and strong. Uh, meanwhile, Sid, our main character, is off to destroy the magical with the woman he saved after fighting her a couple of episodes ago. And we finally get to see Sid slash Shadow, his persona, get serious as he fights, faces Oliver, uh, sorry, Olivier, someone even close to his skill level. Uh, and he acts as if he's, like, gone all defeated, and then he's like, psych, I'm just gonna rip your juggler out of my teeth by here. Rips a chunk of her neck out, and she just dissolves into data. I'm like, okay, you're not actually human. Um, we had to find out that she's a clone, and there's loads more clones in this room, and they all start attacking him, and he's just like, yeah, this is nothing, as per usual. And then the crowd goes wild. So you and Lam have probably remembered me talking about uh, the I Am Atomic scene um, that he says in this anime. I do remember. Well, this time he pulls out again, but this time it says a bigger shiver, because he goes, I am the Orange Atomic. And just amps up this ability to the max, blowing like a part of the city. Just not just a little part of the city this time, the whole city. Um and yeah, he, he just he goes absolutely wild and it was brilliant to see. And again, I need to find out what this voice actor is because his English lines are brilliant. I love it. I love it so much. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw the Iron Atomic line. I enjoyed it. So now he's doing like all range atomic. Probably even cooler. Oh, it sent a shiver down my spine, man. <laughs> the good kind of shiver? The good kind of shiver. Ooh, nice. Shiver and quiver. <coughs> uh, okay, this this one's kind of a, a, of a meme one. I like this one. So the next one we got, guys, is The Magical Revolution of the Reincarnated Princess and the Genius Young Lady. 
simple, snappy title. Oh, of course. Not 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 too long, you know. So I mean, yeah. If I just want to point out, if someone's if he says that in the anime, uh, Mike might cream his pants. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but Lamb said if he just goes, I am demonic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes is my answer. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I don't actually have to shut open because I got the wrong screen up. Professionally unprofessional. Professionally unprofessional. As always. Uh, as always. Oh, you, you don't need to jump in with that. Uh, why wouldn't that stay there if I, if I do Okay, well, well uh, I, got it, I got it, I got it, I got you it. You got it? All right, never mind. Got it, got it, got it. So it's me. But it clearly doesn't have it. I don't got it. I don't got it. I don't got it. Okay, I got it. <laughs> uh, what do you mean, it's professional and professionals, you said. So, yeah, this episode was interesting. Now, we start off with what I believe to be the magical girl, uh, who has no magic. Ironically enough, in this world filled with magic that everyone seems to have, um, no magical girl, but she's able to use like magical items and things like that, and has all these great thoughts and stuff. So it's it's she she's smart basically, um, and she's the princess, the younger sister to the prince, um, and the prince meanwhile is a dick, and now so is his fiance who happens to be in, who happens to be the uh, reincarnated. Sorry, not the reincarnating. Wait, the magical revolution of the reincarnating princess and the genius. Sorry, she's the genius young lady. Yes, she's the genius young lady. Sorry, bear with me. Um, Maybe you should just take a minute and just gather yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm. I was trying to make out because she didn't seem like a genius, but okay. Apparently, she's the genius young lady, um, and she's kind of like, look, you shouldn't be speaking to a commoner. Uh, blah 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 blah. It's like, okay, you kind of got your just desserts for that. But the prince did kind of take it too far, and he was like, "Well, no, I'm divorcing you, and I, I'm sorry, divorcing. I'm going to cancel our betrothal, and uh, I'm going to marry this commoner instead." Uh, I was like, "Okay, callbacks to an anime from last season." Um, See, so yeah, she's supposed to be thrown aside. So, what does the princess sister do? Our our non magical magical girl can't can't tell if she's going to get powers or something like that. She's just going to keep using items. Either way. She flies in on a broomstick uh, that's powered by magical energy that's already been stored in it. Swoops up the the prince's now ex wa- uh, wife to be, and says, "Look, he cast you aside. It's okay. I'll take you instead and make you mine." Um, and she swoops back out the same window with the prince being like, "You fucking prick!" And we cut end episode one of how these two met. She basically kidnapped the genius young lady and forced her against her will. When you think about it. <laughs> I'll be very smart if she let herself get kidnapped. I mean, this is true. But from the trailers and whatnot, guys, it seems like we're going to have some decent action scenes. Uh, it seems like they're going to have a good bond, and it looks like we're going to get some good story. So I will be looking forward to seeing more of that. Now, uh, we're not doing Sorcerer's Stab at Orphan because that's not out until next week. Uh, we're not doing that one this week. So the next one we have is Technoroid Overmind. Another one which I put low on my list that ended up being really good. Um, not a lot to say. It was just really good. It was a sense of... It was a very enjoyable episode one. It has a very dark underplot. Um, with the overplot being music and K-pop. Um, and so the human race can no longer go in sunlight. Um... 
as it drains their energy. So there are androids, and these I mean, androids. That's pretty relatable. This... <laughs> so these androids have, um, are there to like help the humans, obviously. And they're going about their day, and they're like, okay, but we need to make money somehow to afford our repairs, to afford our electricity bill, etc. Also relatable. Um, so they try to start climbing the tower, uh, which is a song contest, actually, and it gets harder the higher you go. It's a song contest for the humans, uh, because the humans can't go out and watch them in the daytime. So they're all watching through, like, VR robots uh, and voting for them. And when the this gang of four first goes in, they all start singing different songs and, like, all very uncoordinated. Then they go save this boy um, who has a very dark story. And they go to a park that is now flooded because the ocean level also keeps rising. Basically, this world is going to die out within, like, the next couple of decades. And they then go back into the tower and burst out some brilliant song for us. And unlike Bochi the Rock from last season, we had good music and we had a lot of it. So for a music anime, we actually got music this time. I, I've, I've got no complaints there. <laughs> yeah, whether or not it's, uh, it is good or not, which you seem to think it is, uh, the, the animation looks really solid from the trailer that I've seen. Oh, yes. The animation is brilliant. It was uh, very captivating and very vibrant as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we okay, have... So next up, we have Tomo-chan is a girl. And this is one that I'm revering for reals. Uh, so, episode one uh, was uh, a good episode. I enjoyed it. Um, Mike has also seen it and was very surprised by how much he enjoyed it. Uh, it essentially follows the main character, Tomo, uh, as I think the blurb pretty much says in her uh, quest to get noticed by her bro friend, uh, because she wants to date him, but he sees her as a bro. Classic story. Uh, so it's it's got a lot of groundwork to set up, you know, the sort of sets up the history and the character's personalities. They do a good job at setting all of that up. Uh, they have uh, they picked the perfect voice actors uh, and actresses for the show. Um, they've actually got a bit of an all-star cast, uh, surprisingly. So the main character, uh, Tomo, is voiced by uh, Lexi Nieto. I might get be pronouncing that wrong. Uh, who is Yuki from Food Wars and also uh, Hestia from Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? which uh, is another one that we'll be reviewing today. Um, her, was it that one? Yeah, so uh, her love interest, which is Jun- Junichiro, uh, that you can see eating up the chopsticks there, uh, he actually voices, uh, the one that I recognised was Banimaru, from the time I got reincarnated as a slime. And then they've also got uh, the, uh, so Misuzu, Misuzu, there we go, um, who's... Tomo's best friend is voiced by Carla from Fairy Tale and Konako from High School DxD, which is Jad Saxton. Oh, I so can hear that now. Pretty, yeah, so now that I've said those, I can actually hear a lot of them. So they're pretty. Oh god, pretty good, but, <laughs> I'm not going to uh, be able to unsee Konako. <laughs> I know it's a pretty all-star cast. So yeah, uh, Tomo is a very, um, very much a tomboy. Um, she does karate at her family dojo. Uh, she's no longer allowed to train with the girls because she's just too badass. So now she could, she's training with the boys, but she's still undefeated. Uh, she's uh, Misuzu, her best friend, um, is basically she knows that Tomo wants to date Junichiro, so she's trying to help. Junichiro is pretty oblivious to the whole thing. 
Although, I will say, based off the ending of the episode, uh, or it wasn't necessarily the ending, but uh, later on in the episode, when uh, Junichiro ends up running away from uh, Tomo, I am wondering if perhaps he has a similar situation of, of how he feels about her, but he either doesn't under, uh, or he doesn't or he, he chooses to ignore it because he thinks it's wrong so he's trying to lie to himself or he's of a similar thing where he is too scared to to say it to her in case he's rejected so i'm wondering if it's going to be one of those where they both like each other one of them one of them is clearly an idiot and one of them is just really just bless her she tries so hard to make it so obvious but it just doesn't uh, go her way i really enjoyed it um definitely worth watching i think and i look forward to reviewing the later episodes as well what did you think of it mike summarized the right name I, I thought it was very highly entertaining uh i wrote down highly entertaining i wasn't sure at first but i ended up being very enjoyable and super entertaining to watch uh nice to see a tomboy for a change um and the struggles that she faces and just just mirroring what you what you said there i loved the 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 interactions between the main character and the love interest i especially love the supporting characters um uh well at least supporting character the best friend of our main character and the guy that she's speaking to um i think she's my favorite character at the moment and yeah i'm excited to see more yeah absolutely so if we're moving on moving on we have is the next one is is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon season four part two i haven't seen this i'm going to review this one off mikey's description because i thought this would be fun to do again so it's a great return to see uh, to the second half of season four that's good uh, very dark themes from the opening uh from the get-go from the opening theme to the ambient music so it seems very ominous very suspicious uh seems we are getting seems we're getting serious so if he's trying to pick up a girl i imagine that he's getting a serious date out of the situation maybe uh, or maybe they're going to second base who knows um we return straight back in the dungeon facing the floor boss uh he's he's a he's a nice boss he lets you take your holidays but uh, you've got to work hard when you're in when you're on shift uh facing for yeah uh, the ice crystal dragon um who's just uh he's just a statue he's just uh a, he's just a crystal dragon a crystal statue made to look like an ice dragon uh, while bell is still deeper in the dungeon i presume that she's uh, she got lost uh, and beast hasn't found her yet so beast is probably going to show up to save bell that's how that works uh, some great action scenes uh, from the main party uh, which if you're picking up girls and you've got great action scenes credit to you my guy uh, whilst Belle and the elf girl uh, were despairing and battered on the lower floors of the f uh, that they fell through the dungeon so there's two girls who have been battered so I assume it's like you know like a battered fish you know they got the, the they got the sauce put on them and then like the breadcrumbs put on them so they're, they're two battered girls Beast is trying to find Bell, so he'll probably show up later. And the main characters are getting some good action with a crystal dragon. How's my summary, Mike? Did I get it right? <laughs> yeah, mate, obviously. Spot on each yeah, time, perfect. of course. Excellent. Of course. I love it. Of course. Um, <laughs> fucking bastard. <laughs> so just to give everyone a bit more context for that. Um, obviously, I did that uh, in the last episode because Mike had to go. Uh, this time... Uh, I thought I'm just going to do it again, but not tell Mike that I'm going to do it again. So that <laughs> he was not expecting me to do that. So I, watching his reaction was quite funny as well. Yeah. So the only part of that he got right, guys, was it was a great return for the second half of season four, and it was. Uh, why is this trailer playing? We're not watching Naruto right now. No, I got I got the 
Hang on, I got the opening theme and ambient music uh, getting serious. I mean, it was, I did say, you, you, were, you were like, oh, that sounds ominous. I was like, ambient music isn't ominous. Ambient music is like birds chirping and shit like that. <laughs> background I mean, music. Chirping isn't music. That's like, sound the, the, the background music to where they're all talking will just like, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was a very interesting return to the series. Uh, they did jump us straight in back into it with the rest of the party in the dungeon on a couple of levels higher, um, fighting off hordes of enemies as they still try to progress deeper. Um, I can't, I can't even remember at this point why they go in deeper into the dungeon. Um, I'm probably gonna have to go back a couple episodes or refresh myself there. Uh, meanwhile, a couple of uh, levels below. Uh, where Belle and the elf girl fell through. Um, they're fighting, like like was said, an ice crystal dragon. And almost getting their ass beat until Belle, he decides to kick some ass out of nowhere. Um, and gets battered for it. But all in all, it was a brilliant return. We love this show. You know, four seasons in, the, in at this point. Um, I think I've actually started the mind for this one as well. I have. Yeah. I'm I'm glad it's back. I uh, I enjoyed the first half. Now we've got the second half. I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you you're, from reading what you wrote, you really enjoyed it. Uh, it's it's one that like I've always sort of wanted to watch, but I just it's just not high enough on my list that I ever get around to watching it. <laughs> and there's other ones which I'm more interested in watching, and by the time I'm getting closer to that. Something else has come out which just goes in See, higher on the list. So this really this is like me. Uh, I relate to this today actually. When I when I managed to get through Bufuri, um, that's been on my list for like three years, and I've just never watched <laughs> it. Uh, and I was like, okay, season two is coming out. I'm gonna have to watch this, and it ended up being incredibly good in an Sao esque uh, anime. You know, VR MMO uh, anime. And it, it was it was brilliant. I was like, why did I put this off for so long? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aww, fuck off. I know. I think I think Michael's partner is just dying in the background. Can you tell him to be quiet? We're doing a podcast. Oh no. Okay, she's actually having a serious conversation. Okay. Well, if that's the case. I'm going to continue. Uh, Mike, uh, I can still hear them. So the other one was spy classroom. Uh, so there's a spy teacher who can't teach. Because he's got, uh, because he's got crazy good intuition and a classroom filled with the worst spies. So basically, uh, he can't teach because he's got really good intuition, which doesn't really make sense. Uh, I assume that means something else. Um, I'm not going to do this like I did the last one. I didn't really get it wrong. I'm actually going to do this one a bit proper. Uh, so uh, he has to train to take on an impossible mission uh, with uh, a 90% chance of failure. Which, to be honest, I'm surprised it's only 9% because most of the time it's like 99%. You know, you're the 1% if you can do it. Uh, so this is, uh, Mike thinks it's going to be good. Uh, he's a big, uh, he, so he's looking forward to the, what happens later on in the show. Uh, he also says that the uh, pink-haired girl with an eye patch, who's a.k.a. Forgetter, uh, supremacy. So I would assume that that's a coincidence with not only her being uh, supremely powerful at some or top tier at something, not necessarily straight with power, but also that um, you know it's it's his top waifu from this anime because for some reason he's got a thing for uh, pink hair and eye patches. So that's as much as I can say on that one from what he's written. Um, I imagine that they're going to go on the mission, uh, they're going to succeed with the 10% chance, oh, excuse me, I do apologize, 
and um, they will be successful uh, and go on to do um, other things. It'll be interesting to see if they sort of get recognized for it. There's any number of reasons they couldn't. Perhaps, you know, uh, the, the, the mission is off the books, so they'll never get recognized for it. So they'll still look like a bunch of idiots uh, who are the worst spies. Or um, no one will believe that they actually did it. Uh, you know, they'll be allowed to tell people, but everyone, it'd be similar to uh, One Punch Man, where people just don't believe, um, you know, that they've actually, they're as good as they are. So we'll have to wait and see with that one. Um, I do, Mike's on that back, so I'm just going to keep going through these, because we've got a lot to go through. Uh, so the next one on here is My Life as Unikai-san's Dog. Now, I know that uh, Mike was very excited, uh, sorry, wasn't very excited. He was very concerned about this one, because he thought it was going to be sort of a sub-dom relationship it's going to be one of those sort of anime uh but he said it was hilarious unexpected uh thought it was a subdom anime that's what he said uh, but the mc is literally reincarnated as a dog or transformed in polymorph to transform i guess it's something like that probably not so much reincarnated because that implies that he dies uh he i put super funny but i'm dyslexic so i genuinely read that as super furry got concerned uh he said he's waiting for the uncensored update um and he's also said that the uncensored version uh, has that nip in the uncensored version was very perky so that was the the perky nipple that i love I that's earlier. what we picked up on <laughs> oh fantastic he's back i'll be honest mate i've just done the last two properly i've just read what you've said uh just to try and get through them i'm only going to take the piss with one of them um so yeah it seems uh what are we are we going back to the spy classroom because i did, I did yeah I'm, 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 t- I'm touching back on spy classroom so spy classroom yeah, okay. guys uh very interesting how this kind of an assassination classroom kind of vibe um in the sense of great teacher that doesn't know how to teach students that are abysmal but are prodigies in their own kind of way and like a little bit of expertise in some kind of form like the one character we we're introduced to as a prodigy in poisons and basically the sent they've been sent on an a mission uh which is impossible level um has a 99 percent death rate Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy who is dubbed as the world's best assassin has brought together these wor- world's worst students uh, to train them uh, to take on this mission and yes pink haired girl with the eye patch is still my favourite character yeah you put supremacy so is she also like the top tier at a specific thing or is it just supremacy because you're in love with her the latter <laughs> okay that's fine uh, and as for my life as Unikai-san's dog, I have watched the Uncensored version. Yes, that nipple was extremely perky, and I don't know why they decided to put so much detail into it. Genuinely, it was more of a shock than anything. You've got to appreciate the nip, man. Um, it does seem that my life as Unikai-san's dog, uh, as I expected to be a sub-dom anime, and it's not. This guy, who went to the same school as her, has literally just been turned into a dog. We don't know why, we don't know how. All we know is that he's gone home with Inukai-san and he's seen a whole new side of her um, in more ways than one. Uh, and does, does she know that he's that it's him? No. Ah, that explains a lot. So we'll uh, we'll find out. So inevitably this is going to get undone at some point and it's going to cause major embarrassment. Well, I would imagine so. <laughs> Next on this, guys, is Revenger, another anime I didn't have massive hopes for that ended up being pretty pretty decent honestly um it had very good action it tells a samurai era plot um with dark undertones uh, about how a man was tricked into killing his father-in-law's family uh being told that they were involved in the drug trade 
Um, this causes his wife to commit seppuku. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, that is basically suicide. Um, it's. I, I want to point out with that, it's it's slightly more than just uh, suicide. It is specifically okay. the act of taking your sword and putting, you know, on your knees and putting it through yourself. It's yes. considered in Japanese culture more honourable than being captured. Uh, that's initially <laughs> where it came from. Yes, uh, but that's what it is. It's not simply just uh, suicide. There is. I want to stress that there is more uh, what's the word i'm looking for more history not quite history but there's more what's the word for like a country's history um yeah it's an honor suicide um culture it's like it's more like it, there's there's more culture to based off the japanese culture of, of honor and stuff like that so there's yeah. more to it i love it good to see you again you missed some amazing reviews earlier yeah so it's <laughs> Yeah, but she, she did it out of depression, so she she's she's gone. Uh, but an organization helps him get revenge um, against those who use him. They all seem to have special or interesting abilities. Uh, he does use them, but ends up um, kind of double half double cross them in the sense of he just didn't let them kill the boss because he told them that there was no secret exit out of the complex when there was and he knew where the secret exit was so he was waiting there. They basically flushed out the boss to him and he was waiting to kill the boss himself because he wanted that revenge. Um, so as the name goes, Revenger, it was a very good start to the anime and I'm interested to see where it goes now that he's got his revenge. So other people's so, revenge, so we'll see. Essentially, the plot of the anime was resolved in episode one. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Now he's a revenger. Is he taking revenge for other people? Is there a bigger organization that's controlling this guy? We don't know. That's true. There's plenty of other places to go. He's a, he's a revenger for hire. <laughs> yes. Mercenary revenger. Now. A mervenger. A little theme you'll see here, guys. We've we've had changing into girls. We've had changing into dogs. We're gonna go back again and change into a girl again. This one is Onomai. I'm now your sister. And. This one is so left field. I'm horny again. Um, it, with, with Without being, like, etchy. Um, especially when the character is, look, is about, like, f between the ages of 14 and 16, legal in Japan, uh, but looks like she's, like, five. Um, it's just the art style. It's just the art style. Anyway... Uh, it was perplexing but hilarious. So the older brother, who's a neat, for those of you who don't know, that's, that in Japanese culture is a gamer, otaku, weep, who just sits in their room all day, eats snacks, and is social anxiety, and you. doesn't doesn't go out. It's Michael. <laughs> Fuck you, Lars. That's not I me. I heard it in the background. Uh, it was um, Michael's fiance saying that that's a perfect description of him, and I second that motion. Thanks, mate. It's also you. You're <laughs> no, I didn't. Never said it wasn't. Me. I didn't try it. I, I accept what I am. Uh, but because of this, um, the younger sister decides to spike his drink with a drug. She's very smart. Uh, she, she's Rupee. she's advanced. Uh, and under the guise of her brother rehabilitation project, this drug turns the older brother into a younger into a younger middle aged sorry middle aged middle schooler aged. Uh, sister, so he's a, become a girl uh, who's now younger than his sister. Um, and 
one of the first things he's, he does is like, well, at least I can still masturbate. And he's about to start masturbating in front of his sister. And she's like, I wouldn't do that. Your female orgasms are ten times more intense than male orgasms. It may blow your mind. And so he's there just like holding in all this horny fucking adolescent business that he wants to commit. And he's just like, you're killing me here. Turn me back. <laughs> just turn me back already. So wait, he just he, he just wants to masturbate in front of his sister. Not not intentionally in front of his sister. She was just there, um, uh, and it's all about him now trying to learn how to be a human again, basically. And he's she's not gonna change him back into a boy until he sorted his life out of him. Starts starts you know getting a bit of exercise, eating normally, getting a job, doing making friends, etc. So this is what it's all going to be about, under the guise of a brother rehabilitation project. Um, yeah, the only thing I'm not sure about is the art style. It's a little bit too cutesy uh, for the um, the tone that's set. Um, you know, it kind of feels wrong seeing like a middle schooler talk about orgasms. But hey, Japan, I don't know what you play at anymore, honestly. I should be used to this. It's, it's one of those things which is essentially it's unfortunate. And I'm going to get into something a little bit potentially controversial here. Is that so many people in the Western world, uh, you know, if it's below the age of 16, they're just like, no, it's wrong. Uh, but the reason that that is the way it is is because that's the law. That's just what one day, like, humans just decided this is what it's going to be. So now if there's anything that goes against that, it's so ingrained in us that it's so wrong uh, that it's we think it's it's extremely bad and obviously japan had the similar thing but they decided it was at a younger age so i get why japan do that uh because it's fine in their culture and i also understand why it's not acceptable in our culture um and it's it's you know like you said it's it's sort of unsettling when we watch it because it's so ingrained in us that if they're looking younger than 16 it's it's so bad um which is one thing i would say that is unfortunate about watching um japanese uh shows or anime because you know something that is normal to them is incredibly uncomfortable for us to watch so it's that it kind of sucks but that's why they do it yeah which... something i want to highlight here is that just because something is normal there uh doesn't mean that it should be either because when we when we take a look at uh, if we're going along this line, for instance, if you take a look at some countries who have arranged marriages still approved and things like that, mm -hmm. it's just along the same sense of that. Just because it's okay, they doesn't mean it should be um, okay, yeah, okay no, in general. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying... I'm, I, no, I know Dad's not saying um, that it should, it should no, no, it is I'm, okay. I'm, saying, I'm actually... I'm, I specifically, I'm not saying that it should be 13. I'm not saying it should be 16. My, I'm not saying anything about what it should or should not be i'm just saying that it, it's such a social construct that that's the way it is my personal belief on of age is something that i will keep to myself just because i don't think sharing that on the internet is ever helpful i could say it would be 30 and people would kick off you know it so i'm not going to get into my personal stance on what the age should be but i just wanted to give a bit of an explanation as to, as to that that's you know fair. it's that's it, fair. It, whether it's whether it's right or wrong depend you know in which country you're in i i do think that there is a certain point with so many things that you should not do below a certain age those are um you know and, and some countries have them super young i know that like arranged marriages can be from like two years old it's yeah it's just so so wrong it's wrong in so many levels um, I think I think I mean I'll just say arranged marriages I think are just wrong 
uh, person. But in, I, in I general, is they, they, it's, you're forcing someone to do something. This, this is why I say, look, yeah. look. Once your body stop, stops developing, then you, you feel free to do what you want. That's why we have rules on drugs, alcohol, etc. It's it's yeah. that that's that's always be my belief. You know, you don't want to harm yourself while you're growing. Once you've grown, fine, do what you Absolutely. want. Absolutely. Um, up until that I mean, point, yeah. that, that's, it, it, that's me. Know, yeah, you know, I think there's an age for for everything. Uh, some cultures or some countries in the world I know have younger ages than my personal belief. Some countries have older ages than my personal belief, and I'm not just on about intimacy. I'm on about like you know drinking and, and marriage and all of that. And it is uh, like Lovett said, you know, it's a cultural concept as to what essentially the age of consent is a human-made concept in and of itself. So there's no way for excuse me. There's I would say there's on a technical level there's no right or wrong answer because it's a human-made thing. Um, I believe of of a certain thing Mike believes of a certain thing everyone's right to believe and technically a belief is right to you but not to necessarily to other people and I know we've really de like derailed from anime here but that was fair it's this yeah it's it's one thing that always sort of bothers me about watching certain animes that they look so young in the show and the show is like a sexual show yeah um but I've just got a kind of the way I would view it and I don't know if this will help you Mike is when I watch it don't look at them as looking like underage look at them as looking like of uh that they are of uh, a consent giving age for where you are from because where they came from they were old enough to give consent so if they get put over here because it's animated they are now of an age where it's acceptable to give content over here so i would say the english uh, western showing of it every character is over 16. That's, that's how I view it. They may look younger, but they are of 16 because they've come to the Western world. That's that's. I don't know if that will help anybody watch anime like that, but I don't know. Well, that that that's, that is what it is. Anyway, guys, moving on, we've got farming life so in another sorry. world. No, you're good. Um, we had a very good first episode for this. Uh, where he's born as a prodigy farmer with an elite farming tool that basically takes Stardew Valley to a next level. Um, he can he can this tool can turn into anything farming related that he can think of um he... does it have to be farming related or can it be something that he can well he can't he can't farm? he can't turn it into a sword for instance but he can't turn it into a machete because machete can cut through um trees and grass and things like that um so, I mean, so okay so because i was saying a sword could do the same thing but it has to be specifically for farming not just something he could think of which he could also use for farming yeah cool um but, he he uses a hoe, for instance, to kill a boar with one hit. Um, that, that poor hoe. And so, but he, he seems somewhat lonely in this. So he's being reincarnated, all these great powers in the middle of nowhere. But all these beings start being attracted to him slowly. There doesn't seem to be like a town or any roads or anything nearby that we've seen so far. Uh, but it, it's kind of cool because it shows a map at the end of each episode, like what he's done so far. Uh, and he's cleared out the area, and he's made a couple of little huts. And so at the end of the episode, yeah. And so far, <laughs> it's just our main character and two wolves that he adopts that then have four wolf pups who now guard his town. Um, and it was just a funny and relaxing first episode to see. It was it was really nice slice of life isekai that he was like, look, I don't want any battles or shit like that. Just put me, let me farm, bitch. Let me actually farm. Um, just do what I enjoy. Live the simple life. 
And the detail on the tomatoes, by the way, look brilliant. <laughs> and there's also the aubergines. Yes. Oh, sorry, eggplants if you're across the pond. Yeah, eggplants. Um, don't, don't forget the eggplants. Because apparently eggs are really tall and purple. Um, yeah, it looks it looks something like I would I would really enjoy watching. Yeah, well, um, we we haven't encountered uh, any other humanoid characters yet, which is my main thing. That's where I'm um, interested to see like where it, they come from. If there's any like cities or things like that. Also, seeds seeds grow up randomly. They're, he he wakes up the next day and seeds have been planted and they're growing. Um, so. I, I gotta say, I don't know how much you've seen in episode one, but I'm just basing some of these off the trailer. Looking, so he's obviously he's adopted the wolves. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks like there's also a spider with like eight baby spiders. You might adopt that to stop flies on this patch. I don't know. Also, he seems to have to take a bath with like nine elf girls. I've got questions for me. I've got questions. I assume that hasn't happened yet in the show. None of this has happened yet. He hasn't met the spider yet. But honestly, I will say, guys, I'm I'm big arachnophobic, but that spider's cute. I'll just put that out there. That spider's cute. It is. It is. It, it is cute. It's and that's a talent to the artists. If you can make something like a spider cute to an arachnophobe, you're you're good at your job. And I've I've been known to just not watch animes that have spiders in them. Like there is. Uh, I'm a spider, so what? That I always want to watch because I know it's an isekai, but I just can't do it because it's, that spider just looks horrible. And it's, Sorry no. to watch it with you and hold your hand. <laughs> I don't even think you get me to watch it with anyone, mate. <laughs> it just, it's just not happening. Um, donate, donate, what is it? Uh, donate, if we reach $100 donation by the end of the month, he's going to watch it. There we go. <laughs> But anyway, guys, yeah, that that was Farming Life in Another World, and yeah, I'm excited for more of that. But moving on to the next one, we have Giant Beast of Ours. Um, that's ours as in A-R-S, not ours as in O-U-R-S. Um, so, and this one, it seems that humans fight beasts using the power of some kind of uh, spirit that's tied to them. It seems to be like two humanoid creatures tied to each other. Uh, but these specific people we find out are called paladins, as showcased by the guy at the start. Uh, very interesting characters and a great cliffhanger. It was very beautiful, intriguing. Combat was quite seamless and nice to watch. Um, all in all, I'm interested to see more, but I didn't give a lot away about what's going on and where we're going. Um, and that's my brief review of Giant Beast of Oz, because I generally have nothing else to say about it. Yeah. I, I have nothing to add to that one. Uh, it's not one of the ones I can add to, I'm afraid. Other than uh, his hair glowing in the dark light in the shadow like that, that looked cool. <laughs> Next, we have Trails, uh, The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold, Steel, Northern War. Um, yeah, I'm so to, happy. I wanted to read the first word of your description uh, as it's written. I, I can't because I have kids who are trying to sleep, but I, I literally well, put you down... Don't have to shout I literally put down, ah! Yeah, uh, ah. <laughs> I'm so happy this is being told for the first time. Uh, the games don't even cover this. We've got new characters, old characters, finally in anime form. I'm, I'm so happy. So... To give you guys a kind of an idea, so you have this continent, and so far we've seen about half this continent in the games. Now, we start, if you think of it as a rectangular map, okay, uh, in the first set of games called The Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky, we start in the bottom left, and then the second series of game is the Crossbow Duology, which is just slightly up from it to the right, like diagonally to the right up from it, and the third trilogy uh, third, sorry, Quadrology is Cold Steel, which is this massive landmass to the north of both of these, um, called Erebonia. 
Uh, so the north of Erebonia is a slightly smaller area uh, where this is placed. Now we're taught about the North Ambria War in the games. This actually covers it and what went on because we've never covered it, we've never known about it, we've only got a little bit of snippets throughout the games to read. Um, so this is the first time we'll ever see any kind of animated format to it. Which does sadly seem to tell us that we probably won't get any gameplay for it in the future. Uh, which means we probably won't get to play as any of these characters either, at least not until later games maybe, because the Legend of a Hero series is known for like near the end of each arc, like the first three games was an arc, the second, the next set of two games was another arc, the Cold Steel was another arc, so they, sent, they tend to do their games as the Legend of Heroes is the big series, and then the next part of it is the arc that we're currently focusing on which will usually be in a different continent for instance the next series that we're going into which the japanese title is the kuro no kiseki kuro is going to be set in the state to the east of um erebonia called uh kalvad so we're going slightly more east now so that's to give you guys a kind of idea about how the games work. So this is why this is such a big deal, because you've never gone further north in Erebonia. We've never learned more about this. So to finally be able to see these characters and learn more about them, uh, about who the heroes were for this. And obviously each country sees their heroes and each country sees enemies differently. So that's the great thing about this series is that you get to see these characters both as heroes and villains. Um, we're going to see some characters that we've seen before. Uh, in the games as well, like the main character Reen and his party, we get to see those, obviously, from the enemy's perspective. So we're actually going to be seeing the guy that we've played as for four games as an enemy this time. Um, so that's going to be really interesting, because obviously it's just all about perspective. So I'm I'm really hyped for this. They did it was it was a slow burn the first episode. It was kind of setting the tone, showing us where we are, introducing some of the new characters. It's definitely more for people who have been invested in this series than for new people coming to watch it. Because if you come to watch this, you're not going to understand who Reen is. You're not going to understand Erebonia. You're not going to understand what Reen did and why to Erebonia he's a hero. To other countries, maybe not so much. Uh, what forced his hand to do some of the things that he did. Uh, clarify, he is very much a good guy, like a hero. Uh, but other countries don't see it this way. And will twist the narrative. So it's, it's, it's extremely interesting, and I just hope they do it well. Yeah, I feel like when you've got like a bigger, more established series, uh, you know, with a lot of history, having a slower episode to start to sort of set up like, you know, new characters, you know, the world, but you don't necessarily know the characters. It's always a good way to get, uh, it, it's, it's good to keep the current viewers watching because it gives them a chance to <laughs> learn the new characters. It gives new uh, watchers a place to jump in from and they don't feel like they have to watch the old stuff because it's new characters they get get the tone set uh, so generally like in that sort of situation I'd say a slow burn first episode is probably a better thing than just kicking in straight into it yeah exactly moving on guys we've got a little bit of a, of a meme that my, me and my friend Elliot uh, were, were talking about before we released because uh, we were both dads we're like oh look this anime is just for us it's called buddy daddies yeah and it was actually ends up being really good. I'm kind of sad. Uh, it tells a story about these two friends who are uh, kind of hired hitmen assassins. Um, and it kind of takes inspiration from Spy Spy Family. For those of you who haven't seen it, that was an anime that came out last year. 
Um, and our main character, he now either his uh, ex-wife and child died, that's why he's she's his ex, or uh, left. Uh, we're not sure, but either way, he uh, meets this girl on one of his missions and basically decides to adopt her. Um, because she's asking all these enemies who are trying to kill her or use her as bait or whatever, are you my dad? Uh, I was told I could find my dad here. And he's like, you know what? I'm your dad. Um, the really funny thing is that the, the friend earlier on in the episode brought home a cat and our main character decided to say, no, you can't have a cat. And then later on he says, so I can't have a cat, but you can have a child that's not yours. That seems fair. <laughs> We're just like, oh, he's a little bit butthurt here. Um, and then there was an image that fell over her purse, and we can't tell if it's just a lookalike of our main character or if it was our main character when she was little. We don't know. We'll find out in the future episodes. But for now, it's dark, cute, and funny all at the same time. And I'm definitely interested to see more because I generally laughed a lot. Laughing a lot is always a good sign uh, when you try and throw comedy into an anime. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, hopefully, what you know, what you bring, uh, what the later episodes bring, you'll enjoy as well. So I forgot to open the trailer for this one, so I'm not going to mess around. It's going to it's going to be a quick review. My Hero Academia season six. Um, honestly, this was mostly a recap episode anyway. Uh, it mainly showed how the public eye started to doubt the heroes. Uh, and we've got more story content to come next episode. Really not a long review for that one. There wasn't much. It seemed to think that they were going to have a longer break than they did. Uh, as if we forgot all that content over an extra week break than usual. Um, we didn't. But okay, waste an episode. You do you. Moving on, we got Tokyo Avengers Season 2. Um, we will, just so you know guys, when it comes out, come out in dub, we will be reviewing the Angel Next Door Spells Me Rotten and Nero Tom Division 1.1a before Tokyo Revengers usually. They haven't come out in dub yet. So, Sorry, guys. we are <laughs> we are going out to Tokyo Revengers Season 2, which is currently on Hulu in the US and Disney Plus uh, in, the, uh, in the rest of the world. Um, and we're starting the Christmas War. Now, we're thrown straight back into the thick of it with major reveals. Mike is turned evil now in this timeline. Um, Takamichi wants to find out why, so we're going to go back to the past and fuck up some Black Dragon members and save Mikey and Toman yet again, as we keep doing. Because when you change one thing in the past, you think everything's golden and dandy, something else seems to have changed, and you fucked up something else. So you need to keep going back and back and back and back and back. I'm starting to get a little bit irked with the show already with all the back and forth. Like, come on, can we can we settle in a little bit here? Uh, and I can kind of see why people were getting frustrated at the end of the manga with how they kind of just basically at the end of the manga retconned it. Um, so let's hope that doesn't happen with the anime. Maybe they improve it. But I'm interested to see where this is go. Obviously... Why is Mikey gone evil now? Who are these Black Dragon members? You know, time will tell. It's, we'll see. It's a pretty good question. Why are you evil now? <laughs> why am I evil now? This is true. Um, why, God, tell me why. Why are you evil now? I what don't, happened to you? I, I don't know, mate. I've just started my evil arc. That, that's, that's, starting your evil arc? I am okay. starting my evil arc, yeah. Are you, are you, are you, have I got to change the colour of one of your eyes? Yeah, mate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll find you a single contact lens somewhere. Yeah, cheers, bro. Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all in all, guys, it was, it was it was just a good first episode. I just hope they make, make it a little bit more co coherent, please. Also, fuck you, Disney Plus. Why do you keep buying good anime? <coughs> Disney buy everything. Yeah, well, we all know I have a problem with Disney and their fucking 
trying to intrude on my anime sphere. Disney is just buying everything. If it's popular, Disney buy it. Now, good. Some we might get bought by Disney. I hope not. I like working for Lamb. I don't want to work for Disney. <laughs> so just just to cover up until this point. No, no, no digs a dive here either. I'm just I'm just clarifying up to this point. A lot of the anime that I like this week are ones we can't talk about this week. But this anime here, even with all of those, okay, probably takes number one for this week. Um, I, 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 will, I will just pop out names they were, I'm not going to cover them, but close second and third. Second was The Isolated Sorcerer Shall Rule the World, and third was Ningen Fushin Adventures Who Don't Believe in Humanity Will Save the World. This, though, beat all of them. This is the reincarnation of the strongest exorcist in another world. Um, yet another anime that has in another world in its title. Wait, do we, is this exorcist born into the world with a floating baby? No. Okay. That's, that's you, the know, from, you know, from like seven anime reviews ago. You, you remember that, right? Yeah, I made a joke about an yeah. exorcist. Is this the exorcist that they called in? I'm with you now. Uh, there no. we go. <laughs> Come on, so, man, keep up. This was, this was very hooking. Um, so, a very strong exorcist from another world is dead and gets reborn into this world where, into a world of magic. He has no magical power. So his two... One of his elder brothers starts picking on him, the other one just is indifferent. His father's kind of not cast him aside, but it's just like, well, there's no point in giving you an indication because you've got no magic powers. Uh, and then he starts to get older and he starts to learn more about the world and he's like okay i can harness my exorcism to make it look like magic um and exorcism basically just magic it just works in a different way he's got some kind of material he knows the science uh, and he can do it for instance they're all casting magic fireballs so he mutters a little incantation underneath his breath has the wand um mutters the incantation under his breath and after at the end of the incantation just shouts fireball and out of his wand uh that's the kind of plot hole there. Not why it came out of the wand if he can't use magic, but hey-ho, it came out of a wand. Um, comes out a blue fireball, and they were like, oh, okay, he's actually strong. Then he manages to solo like a massive lizard drake thing that the two brothers were struggling against. And they start to realize, okay, maybe we underestimated him. There are They start to make excuses. They're like, okay, there are prodigies in the world who never seem to have an aptitude for magic, but end up actually being super strong. That's why the magic uh, aptitude test can't pick up on it. Uh, but in his case, no. He's just an exorcist who has crazy powers. Uh, we learn that he's got summoning powers, and those people who he summoned in his old life can still remember him this one, because they've got a spiritual tie to him. Uh, and he's decided in this new life he's going to be cunning to get ahead, so he's never used or mistreated ever again. I love this. I think I love the underdog becoming, you know, you know showing off his power, um, proving that he's worth something, and yeah. It, it was brilliant. And the animation was just... Oh, oh it was amazing. We, lo we love good animation. Uh, uh, yeah, I think everyone loves a good underdog story because it's so relatable. I feel like so many people in the world feel like... Not so much that they are the underdog, but, you know, they are not the top dog. So it's, it's nice to have an underdog story and feel like, you know, there's a chance that we can succeed. We probably won't, but there's a chance. Yeah. So on to the next one, guys, is The Mystery of Demon King Academy Season 2. Now, it's been a while since I've seen season one, so I was a little bit disorientated. But if I remember rightly, he was reincarnated uh, as obviously he used to be the Demon King. Now he's reincarnated and goes to school basically with his um, descendants. 
he saved the school and everyone in the last season. In this season, a great return. Uh, it's finally revealed that he's the Demon King revived. Uh, we hear that the reincarnation of God will be in this school, and the four origin demons are reborn and forge an alliance to try and kill our main character. Uh, and we already have him literally trying to be killed in the first episode by this guy, the so, purple haired guy, uh, who ends so the up. Orange, sorry, so the origin demons don't like the Demon King? Uh, basically, they don't like the fact that he's returned uh, because they want the power for themselves. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense for, you know, demons to be greedy and want the power for themselves. Yeah. Uh, whereas this guy's kind of basically a good demon. Uh, there's hero schools and demon schools and he's managed to, the way they've been separate this whole time, he's actually managed to bring them together uh, and they they kind of like exchange students now, um, which is very interesting to see exchange students, from demon school to hero school, yeah. I love it um, so yeah it's, it's it was very interesting, very nice return uh, not much else to go through really that's, that's basically what happened but I'm just happy it's back because it's it's a great great show and if you guys haven't seen season one it's out in sub and dub go give it a watch i might get around to watching that i think i'll put that on my list that you should <laughs> on to the next one we have chilling in my 30s after getting fired from the demon king's army this was like a golden golden find um so dariel gets fired from the demon king's army after 32 years of service to the old ruler the new real ruler who is the old ruler's son has no use for demons who can't use magic or fires him uh, in the world, nothing separates humans and demons. Uh, they fight a lot, but the only way to tell them apart is that demons can use magic and humans can't. Um, as I just explained, nevertheless, Dariel is a hum- is a demon who can't use magic. He then meets a human girl who saves and who saves who he saves, and then enters a human village, feeling very out of place because he's in enemy territory. Um, so he then obviously decides to move in with her. <laughs> Uh, the father then makes him do a guild registration test and he's actually able to pass it which seemingly means that hmm there's something sus going on here why can a demon pass a human registration test well let me tell you why because I totally didn't see that coming he's actually a human and the old demon king seemed to take this human out under his wing uh, realizing that he was an orphan and felt sorry for him and protected him under the guise of telling him that he was a demon all of his life when he's not. Um, what we do learn is that under this time of him being around these demons for so long, he has absorbed some of their strengths, um, and he has every type of aura possible. Uh, these auras are separated into attack types, which is a very interesting mechanic that I don't see many anime use. The way they usually go fire, water, etc., or like a guild ranking kind of system. And this anime does have a guild ranking kind of system. But the main power scaling is based on what type of aura you have. And you can either have a slash, a stink, a hit, or a protect aura. And this will determine what kind of weapon you can use. Slashing being swords, stinging being bows and spears, hitting being hammers, and protecting being shields. Uh, And he has every single aura possible. Uh, And not just the fact that he has every single aura possible, he can use them, and they're overpowered. Um, it shapes up to be a very, very good show, and our MC has a massive love for the Opie, which, I mean, I feel like most of us do. I bet you do. Oh, of course, Opie, 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 Opie. Daddy. Yes, Opie? I mean, Senpai? I mean, what's that? What is it? Right? Uh, not right Come now. on, man. Oh. You're on a podcast. Come on, there. Ah. Need a drink, bro. I meant more what you were discussing with Lauren. Oh! 
Mate, my like, brain is slow today. I think she's offering me some kind of chocolate, but I can't tell what. Are they chocolate fingers? Oh, the ones that... That's still yeah, so strange to me. I wouldn't trust her if she offered you a chocolate finger. Yeah, the Jesus people ones. <laughs> uh, moving on, we have... Uh, still so many. No, not no. we've got four left. Um, I'm not sure about this one. And I wasn't sure when we were talking about it before. Saving 80,000 gold in another world for my retirement. It was a slow start. It had an interesting premise of being able to transport between both worlds. Um, but generally it was slow and an uncaptivating first episode. So much so that I can't remember much of it at all, honestly. Um, it, it was mostly the fact that this girl has the power to change between her modern world and another world and... You know, she can gather gold in this other fantasy world, bring her back to the human world, sell it, and she'll make loads of money from it, basically. Um, and that, that's basically the premise of the anime, but honestly, it was that unrememberable. It's on a three-episode rule uh, stamp right now. Um, it's, it's in the amber. Uh, I'm not sure about it at the moment, so it, we, will, we will see where it goes and how well it does going forward. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I can tell that you... you is interesting that also being off what you wrote in your comments um it seems like an interesting concept uh if it's getting a dub uh, i may end up uh taking that up for you if you're interested uh in me continuing to review it uh but for now we'll obviously we'll give it the three the three episode rule which i always give to everything things yeah. are going good lamb things are going good here mostly we, 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 yeah, uh, nothing nothing is broken yet so it's fine we, we're just realizing that that we we got we got Long, longer podcast episodes this season at least for now until some get cut out when they fail the three episode rule Yeah. Um, one that's definitely not failing the three episode rule um, so much so that I was trying to wait for the dub for this to come out and I just can't because I love this too much it's Don't Toy With Me Miss Nagatoro um, this is a hilarious show the English voice actors for this show are brilliant and the Japanese voice actors are no slouches either um I binged season one um, within a couple of hours again to refresh myself coming into season two and it was an amazing episode um, I'm just happy the Nagato is back for a new season uh, of it being hella cute and this is this is delivered um, for those of you who haven't seen it before she basically bullies him but doesn't let anyone else bully him because she's in love with him um she's a year younger that's why he's her senpai uh he's an art kind of shutting he's always in the art room um and he, he it's kind of good for him it, learn, it helps him to learn to come out of his shell a bit and interact and she wants him to learn to believe in himself more she, it's character building you know it's just like when you have banter with friends it's, she character builds him and whereas her friends used to tease him to start with, they've also got in on it now and they start to try and character build him. But it's 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 a rom-com, if you can call it that. It's more of a com than the rom. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, for those of you who've seen Kaguya Summer Lovers, Lovers War, kind of kind of along those lines, think about that. Um, also, yes, this feeds before anyone brings it up in the trailer, yes. Um, yeah. I I don't know why they put so much detail into those toes. Um, <laughs> it, it reminds me of the whole concept of nobody can bully us except us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's amazing. Again, if you haven't seen the dub or the sub for season one, please do because this show is amazing, guys. And I highly, highly recommend this. And I was happy when I was hearing it was going to season two. All right. Happy days. Oh, happy days. And then, and then we've got your... Don't sing. Then we've got your favorite one so far. 
Yeah, boy. Blue Lock is back, baby. Uh, it was an amazing episode. It was an amazing episode, and we managed to get the whole match into one episode. I uh, explained it before, guys, how it worked. Uh, it's a 3v3. We had Nagi Bachelor and Isagi, uh, and they lost against the team, obviously, of the top three ranked players. I mean, it was going to happen. They got cocky, and then, to be fair, they did manage to score two goals to start with, but the other team were just... They weren't even trying to start with. They weren't even trying. And then they start to try... And they turn and say, okay, we want Bachira. Uh, because his passage could open up a whole new world for us. Uh, and so Bachira moves on and he's like, look, uh, I'm doing this for myself. But uh, Isagi, I want you to I want you to catch up because I'm not, <coughs> you know, we're, we're meant to play together. Um, so that kind of lights a, f- uh, to quote Natsu, that's lit a fire in his belly. And uh, we're, we're going to go into the next episode now and uh, Isagi's going to come back fighting. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna come back kicking that ball super hard. Yeah, boy. And on to our last one, Handyman Saito in another world. Yes, it's in another world anime. Now this one has good and bad points. I've run a long ass review for this one, but I'm not gonna bother reading it at this point. Um, so my bugbear with this is that it's an anime that was based on shorts. Now, because it was based on shorts, they've had to add content into it. But episode one, and I hope it's not like this for all 12 episodes, it's split into like three-minute stories in a 20-minute anime. That does still present the characters and teach us who they are, but it's just so scattering around skittish, and it doesn't really have much of a coherent story yet. Um, and you know, my Kaguya Summer Lovers War, to use that example again, beating a dead horse here, um, did that too. But they only did like two or three stories max in one episode, which would be like eight to ten minutes each um so to have this which is like two to three minute short stories having like ten stories an episode it's just not a good look however what i did like about this anime was the different take on being reborn this guy has no physical or magical abilities he can't fight uh, so he feels useless to the rest of his party whereas his party value him highly because he can repair armor he can give good back massages. He knows stuff. He's very knowledgeable because of his previous world. Uh, he's already very open about his previous world as well. So he's aware of it. They're aware of it. Um, and he's also got very good thief skills as well, like pickpocketing and uh, lockpicking as well, because somehow that comes under being a handyman. Uh, he travels with a level 41 knight named Relza, a level 83 warlock who's retired already and seen now to the point where he forgets his spells, uh, called Morlock, and a divine fairy magician level 35 named Lafanpan. Uh, Saito is level 8. Um, the funny thing about this was that all units of measurement in this world, because uh, he's saying centimeters and millimeters, and they're like, what? Uh, is, mo- is measured in Madurika. Now, one Madurika is 30 centimeters. The measurement is named after Madarika the first, the first ruler of this world, as his penis was Madarika in size, aka 30 centimeters in size. This guy had a schlong. Um, That's about 12 inches. Yeah. (laughs) That's about the same as a foot long. (laughs) He had a foot long dick. Um, so yes, they measure everything in accordance to an old ruler's peepee, and he looks at the fairy, and he, and he when he's looking at the fairy, he's like, "How tall are you again?" And she's like, "One Madurika," and he just starts bursting out laughing, and she was like, "Please, you're embarrassing me enough as it is already," and he just shows like a black box as if that's where a peepee's meant to be to, to show that she's like the same size as a as this guy's penis, and it's just hilarious. 
Uh, and also the the just just to make just to drive this point home as well, uh, that guy also very much made use of this oversized schlong because he had three hundred children. Um, oh God. Yeah. Yeah, oh so it's God. hilarious. I like the take on it. I'm just not a fan of the format. With so how many women? A lot, presumably. A lot. <laughs> presumably, but I mean, you know, if it's one woman, I forgot. I feel sorry for her. <laughs> Imagine. Like the fucking Grand Canyon. Ugh. But that was Handyman Sight to another world, guys. Uh, other than that, uh, we will be reviewing Inspector when I catch up on it. Um... And yeah, other than the ones that we're waiting for to come out and dub, that is it for this week's anime reviews. Um, only, only took us two hours just to get to well, that bit. Well, it should be quicker. We did start a little bit later. I did have a couple of breaks in between because various things happened. And usually the first episode review is longer whilst we're getting into the groove. Um, I mean, I'm fine with it. I'm just saying it. <laughs> two hours on just the reviews is crazy. So many anime come out. Yeah, it's, it's a big old season. With a lot of shit that I just didn't want to miss up on. Like, I've already, I already cut out like 10 anime from this list. I was like, I can't. I don't want to cut out anymore. Um, so yeah. Anyway, we are now moving on to... Da, 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 da. What is... Da, 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 da. I don't know why you didn't tell me, mate. So, that would be character versus character. That's the new theme song that we're going to play every week. So Mike's got to do the exact same sound effect. Da, 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 da. Uh, or, or, or Lamb's going to sack him. Um, yeah, so we have, uh, this week, uh, we have gone with Ice-type fighters, or characters. Would you like to take the lead on this one, good sir? Oh, yes I would. Uh, yes, guys, so for this week, we have Ice-type fighters, and in the red corner, we have Esther from a Kamega Kill, and in the blue corner, we have Grayful Buster from Fairy Tale. Both incredibly strong ice fighters. Who will win in a fight to the death? This is death. I mean, this is uh, character versus character on the Lamacy show. Um. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's our job to analyze their skills and wait, just wait. make up some shit about them, and then we fight. <laughs> totally. Completely separate, no copyright infringement, not all, whatever. Yeah, guys, I, I don't, I don't have the funds, or the manpower, or the know-how, or the people on hand to make an actual animated fight. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, or the copyright allowance. Or the copyright allowance. But yes, uh, we have Miss Ice Queen villain herself, S Death. Versus our our strip naked fairy tale boy, Grey Fullbuster. Oh, oh, these two some hotties. But um, that's yeah. a really bad pun. <laughs> look, look, look. They both like to show skin at least. Okay, that I think this is very true. Uh, but yes, I will. I will kick it off then this week. So. Esteth is from Akamega Kill. She's a high-ranking general of the Empire. Now, eventually, due to Night Raid's effectiveness as an assassination unit, she became the leader of the Jaegers under the orders of the Prime Minister, and she was deeply in love and obsessed with Tatsumi. Now, Esteth is, as you can see, a tall, beautiful, and slender woman with long, light blue hair and blue eyes. Uh, she wears the general's apparel with long sleeves with buttons on her upper arms and a blue scarf around her neck. Now, we, we learn that... 
the reason why she has such a complexion that she does with porcelain white skin and such a cold hair, uh, and the reason why her breasts are extravagant, fuck's sake, I can't even get my words up. Extravagantly, dear. Extravagantly bigger is all because of her ice powers. Yes, that's right, guys. Her bazongas are perky and big because the ice makes her that cold. Um, as well as the rest of her complexion and her hair. Oh, if she turns around too quick, you could have someone's eye out. <laughs> you could have someone's eye out. Um, now, Estet's personality. Oh, this is always a key thing for character. This character that we need to pick up on is that Estet is a villain. Uh, controver- in, on the flip side, degrades heroics. Um, she's manipulative, she's barbar, she's barbaric, and she's a sadist who lacks empathy for people whom she deemed weak. Um, as she lived by her father's philosophy, which is the strong survived and the weak die. She enjoyed putting her enemies through great pain, both physically and emotionally. She has no qualms about killing innocent people to get what she wanted, and rationalised her behaviour with her father's old creed. Esteth was known to treat her subordinates well, letting them do as they please, which in turn inspired their intense loyalty and devotion to her. This makes her followers the strongest offensive force of the Empire. Uh, to her credit, Esteth has demonstrated genuine care for her subordinates, uh, and the three beasts and Jaegers in particular. Uh, and unhesitatingly authorized them to kill Tatsumi should he ever endanger their lives. So whilst she is ruthless and barbaric, if you are her friend, if you are her ally, she will treat you with love and care. Um, she ha- she's she's very much a Goku kind of character. She loves to fight. She holds special respect for strong opponents. Um, she will never fight someone on uneven ground, uneven footing. She'll always fight someone of their highest strength. Um, and you know, she she's her love of battle has literally incited her to take action sometimes that would actually gain more hate towards the Empire. Um just because she wants to face strong opponents. Uh she has, you know, again, great charisma. She's able to inspire those to um fight for her. She's basically got a silver tongue. But she is sorry, but she is unbashedly bloodthirsty. Um, which can sometimes cloud her judgment. Her ruthlessness can... For those of you who have ever played an RPG, uh, if you ever had the status effect inflicted on you, Berserk, that's basically it. She gets that far into the battle that she gets stronger, but she loses all sense of who she is and everything. She will just fight and rip you apart with no hesitation. So if you want a chance of surviving, you better hope you keep... She's still in her head. Um... Now, as for her abilities, you know she she's she's not uh, a slouch. Now, she in the world of a Kamega kill, the power powers are called Tegu, and her Tegu is called Demon's Extract that allows her to manipulate ice and mold it from nothing. Uh, due to her ego and immense mental willpower, she's able to withstand the Tegu's overwhelming insanity and obtain its abilities. Uh, she uses it to create icicles, freeze people to death, and more. Uh, when she was still starting out with her Tegu, she was able to freeze an entire lake within moments with her ability. And during her conquest, she was able to freeze thousands of rebel soldiers in an instant. Uh, however, using her Tegu on a massive scale like that renders her unable to use it for a while and must, re- and must rest. Uh, she also has another Tegu under her power, which uh, allows her to create her own trump card technique for her Tegu. So basically, it's something that just fits in with this one. Um, and she has three t- trump cards, uh, one which allows her to freeze time, 
uh, another which allows her to create an army of ice soldiers and the last one is kind of the same as the second one but this is just cavalry so she has ice soldiers and then she has ice cavalry uh, her physical ability she's one of the finest soldiers in the land she utilizes chains and swords to fight um, and the there's very, very few people who can face her, uh, and she she owns uh, one of the legendary swords called Murasame. Uh, even even in this anime, you all have, would have heard of Murasame at some point. She doesn't have any mental abilities, however, her mental fortitude uh, is highly strong. Yeah, she's not easily manipulated, she's not easily controlled, uh, other than by the main character, simply because of her love for him, and she's basically an... A word we can't say on stream, so I'll spell it an S-I-M-P uh, for for the main character. Um, and she has sharpened senses uh, and basically a spidey sense for battle. Um, she can sense someone's bloodlust. She can sense someone's killer intent. She can sense when someone wants to fight. Um, so yeah, this is uh, Oh, and also she has a pet dragon. <laughs> but the pet dragon doesn't fight. She only flies around there. I've never seen the pet dragon fight. I mean, I guess Grey, Grey kind of has a pet dragon as well, called Natsu. <laughs> a man whose outfit consists of either his underwear or nothing at all. So, he is, uh, like I said, oh, I don't know if this got picked up or not, uh, because of it. I'm, uh, I did say I'm going to be discussing some spoilers for very far into the anime, uh, pretty much the last arc, so just a pre-warning for that. So, Grey Volbuster, uh, the ice-wielding uh, nudist who just simply doesn't feel the cold. He is unaffected by cold uh by just being cold obviously uh, 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 uh being hit by a block of ice still hurts because you get hit by it but the fact that it's cold doesn't give a shit um as the later seasons go on he becomes more and more powerful i feel like he's essentially his his strength level is always one arc behind the main character uh, so when the new arc begins he's as powerful as natsu was in the previous arc uh come to the end of the sh towards the end of the show when he actually gets a massive upgrade to his strength level where he gains demon slayer magic not only is he able to create ice that even natsu can't melt but he's also able to go one-on-one -on -one with essentially what is a berserking natsu so it he has a chance there to you know to deal with as death's berserking because he's dealt with a berserking dragon before he uh he's very level-headed in his fights and uh, he doesn't have any sort of bloodlust or killing intent or ill will. Uh, he just defends the good and fights the evil. The other thing as well is his magic uh, is so deep. Uh, he's even proven, uh, specifically in the GMM uh, arc, he was able to create more magic than Rufus's memory make could possibly keep up with. So he's just able to keep... He's able to make more magic than a... Than a than a master uh, mental magic, uh, mental magician can keep up with. He's able to overwhelm them just with sheer magical power. So he's definitely got the strength to to stand up to basically anyone, and he will never back down from a fight. No matter how badly injured or wounded he is, he will get up. He will keep fighting. Um, <clears throat> and and uh, even if the dragon did show up. Uh, you know, Grey's dealt with Natsu's fire, so I'm sure the dragon's fire wouldn't be that bad. If it's a fire dragon, who knows? I would assume it is fire. Um, yeah, if anybody, I think, uh, has got the chance to be able to withstand the ice of Esdeath, it would be Grey. I, to be honest, going slightly off uh, my 
what's the word I'm looking for here? Going off my plea, not plea, but whatever the word is, for grey. I feel like in terms of ice magic, these two are very evenly matched. I don't feel necessarily that one could gain the, uh, the upper hand over the other because it's ice magic. I feel, uh, I feel like it's going to come down to who is a better fighter rather than who has stronger ice magic. That's what I think. I could see that. I, I, I definitely could can kind of kind of agree to that because whilst they're both great at molding and using their ice magic, unless they were met matched out with the other, um, with like, or what magic mold are they going to to pull next? Um, it's it's going to be an interesting uh, battle. Now, yeah, I agree. It's probably going to come down to physical capabilities and who's the better fighter. Or better strategist. Uh, that also. It could that come down to the better strategist. Yeah. Um, I feel I feel like the ice itself it will be a a, a a moot point because I feel like both of them will counteract each other's eyes. I I agree. Um, I believe going through Esther's powers, uh, only one of her trump cards would be useful. Um, at the end of the day, just like we said, with with ice, neither her cavalry or her uh, warriors of ice would would help. You know, ice versus ice is like we've discussed is not going to help. Um, I I do believe her ability to freeze time for somewhat may allow her to get the upper hand in some in a situation, um, but it, Gray isn't exactly an idiot either. But well, <laughs> he's not not an idiot in combat, I should say. Um, no, he, he's very much in the same field as Natsu. He's being just uh, he's a bit of a dumbass uh, <laughs> like socially. He's a bit of a dumbass like we're dumbass. He's a bit of fun, you know. He's up for a bit of a fight or any time. But when it comes to being a serious fighter, he will go serious mode. Yeah, uh, and he will kick anybody's ass. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I I can. I completely, completely agree. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's, it's gonna come down to a, a test of strength um, in regards to physical abilities. Uh, also bear in mind guys, like I, whilst I've been playing Esther's side uh, with her ability to freeze time, it is not for a long period of time. It is for a couple of seconds. She can only use this once a day. We have only seen her use it three times in the anime as well. Um, the only way she'd be able to pull it off is if she was close by. She'd have to freeze time, uh, but she likely would be able to kill Grey with it if she got the chance to get close, which if I'm honest, to get close and use to pull off the ability at the same time, which is a charge ability, not just an instant ability, is going to be difficult. But if she did manage to, she is a torturer, she knows how to dissect the body, so she does have an extensive knowledge about human physiology, she would probably be able to gut him like a fish. Um, but proven in the fairy tale uh, world, that it is possible to be unaffected by time stop magic if you are strong enough. So that potentially, if you believe the grey is strong enough, that he would be able to. Overcome. Yeah, this this is this is this this is where we get into difficult territories here. When we when we put them on an even on an even neutral neutral world, um, what 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 is the scaling for these abilities? And that's something I'm going to have to start looking into a little bit more. Um, well, like I said, I feel like if if you believe that Gray is strong enough, he would be able to ignore the time freeze. But if you don't believe that he's strong enough, he would. I, w- I wouldn't want the power, the power scaling is obviously something we've got to consider, but also we've got to consider how things change or or we've got to consider their how their abilities work within their world. Yes. And then and then also scale those worldly things 
as well, such as the ability to overcome time stop. Yeah. So he might, he might not, but it's definitely a possibility of what he could do. Um, and also, I just thought about this and I completely forgot to say it. He be, he gains Demon Slayer magic. Yes. Which I feel will be the winning factor here because any Slayer can consume more of their element to gain more power and recharge themselves. If he's fighting an ice wielder, he can just eat her ice. I mean, whilst again, this is the case of some something I have to I have to look at. I I feel like it's definitely possible. Um, that's another thing to consider. But of course, it's not up to us who wins. That was your I, I, no, it's, 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 it's sorry, sorry, it's not, a, no, it's not, it's not up to us to win at all. Uh, you guys can vote for this on Twitter and in our Discord, uh, who, who you think would, would win personally. Uh, my, my... So just to let you know, for the Discord, uh, and there is a chat, uh, towards the top of the Discord, uh, specifically created for these polls now. Uh, I have put, I've already put it in there this time. Uh, just react to the post, thumbs up for Mike, being Esdef, thumbs down for me with Ray, and then next week I'll have a look at this and see who won from the previous week. Yeah. I've got no that's, other that's no. I personally won't be uh, looking at Twitter. If Mike wants to look at the Twitter polls, uh, you know, if uh, if one of us wins both, uh, they win. Uh, if one of us wins one and the other one wins the other, we'll call it a, uh, a tie and it's an even playing field. I think that's a fair way to do it. Yeah, I agree. So, I hope obviously, I hope Gray wins. Um, I... I personally, cons considering the Demon Slayer upgrade, my vote would actually go for Grey. Uh, and until I'd remembered, until I'd, re until I remembered that I'd forgotten about that, I would have actually probably called it even. Um, potentially even going towards Esdef because of her lack of what's the word I'm looking for here? Lack of moral compass. So she's able to be more brutal in the fight. Um, so I'm not. I'm. Uh, yeah. I'm. 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 I'm not sure. Like I said, I'm. I'm I'm just as I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, not, I'm not not biased, but knowing I I feel like it's gonna come down to a clutch of physical. Um, I feel like yeah, with with her, phys I mean, uh, my other thing is as well, Grave fights with his fists. She uses a fucking samurai sword. Um, my concern, and obviously she's this she's this. You could also create an. He could also put ice over his fists, which if you know if Natsu can't melt it, a sword's not gonna cut through it. Even this, I mean, ones. again, this this is true. This this is true. Um, but no, yeah, I feel yeah, like for for Esther, it's gonna come down to her her knowledge and obviously her uh, uh, ability of being you know the strongest swordsman in the land, mixed with her time ability, and that's that's I gonna come down. Um, or his demon magic is gonna be a fight of those. I think I would change it slightly and say for me, it's for Grey. It comes down to just uh, pure willpower and the ability to eat her ice those are the two factors for Esdef I would say it's uh, only one factor and that's her ability to adapt to the combat to be able to uh, adapt to the fact that she's dealing with an ice wizard on an equal playing field to her which obviously she hasn't experienced before if she can adapt to that I think she she, she has the advantage yeah. but it's whether or not she could adapt now I haven't seen Akamega kill I don't know how adaptive of a fighter she is Mike obviously has so he's obviously going to be in Esdeath's corner 
Uh, but we shall see uh, who will win. At the Indeed. moment, in the brief time it's been up, there's two votes for you, one vote for me. Uh, so you're in the lead, but we will find out next week who takes the overall victory. We, we shall indeed, we shall indeed. Moving along, guys, we have got quick fire on the on the last couple of segments. Um, I just wanted to show off for our um, studio highlight this week, because like I said last week, guys... <laughs> Uh, we we are going to be the all the segments we covered last week. We're going to be doing one of those per week, just in interchanging randomly. This week, I decided to show off Studio Trigger. Studio Trigger is celebrating the tenth anniversary right now, and they do some amazing anime that are usually one shots. Um, so we've got the like this wasn't Beastars. This was the other one. I just forget the freaking name of uh, that was on Netflix BNA, uh, which was a very interesting watch. Brand new animal. Yes, that's the one. Thank you. Um, we also had uh, I think there's a Slow Witch Academia Little Witch Academy yes uh, we got Kill the Kill uh, Academia. Uh, and there's a couple of others there's some Gundam but more notably which I'm not seeing on here but it is uh, on here the most notable work of recent years is Cyberpunk Edgerunners on Netflix which did extremely yep. well um so for those of you who haven't watched any Studio Trigger animes, please give them a check out because they are impeccably good at animation, impeccably good at storytelling, uh, and often release very good one-season animes. Uh, doesn't mean they stick to only one season, but nine times out of ten, they usually only release a season for their anime because they put all their attention and time making sure that season's perfect. Yeah, so I've, I've just got a bit more information about the company. Yep. Uh, they were founded by Hiroyuki Imaishi, which I probably put, uh, pronounced that wrong, so I apologize, uh, who was originally from uh, Gyanax, or Gyanax, again, I probably pronounced it wrong, uh, which I assume at some point we will also cover in the studio spotlight. Uh, this was after his success with Gurren Lagann back in 2007. So they've been, essentially, this company's uh, been active for uh, a long time, uh, on, well, over 10 years now. Uh, so it took them essentially two years to really get uh, their feet on the ground. As you mentioned about Cyberpunk Edge Runners, uh, it was actually directed uh, by Hiroyuki, uh, the, the CEO of the company. They've got a few still to come out, uh, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, specifically, the one which its release date is still to be announced, but it's called New Panty and Stopping with Garter Belt. <laughs> I've heard of this. That is one that I'm looking forward to coming out because I have no idea what the fuck that is. Uh, but that's to be announced, and that's actually, uh, it's originally by uh, Gyanax, or Gyanax, whatever you want to call it. So it's originally by them, now being covered by Studio Trigger. So it's nice to see that two, you know, really good successful companies, uh, even though one is essentially spawned from the other, they still work together, uh, which I think can only lead to good, good things. So, uh, what, what a company, and what fantastic animation. Hell yeah. Moving along, guys, we are going into our rec recommendations. I don't know why I've reviews. They're recommendations. Uh, we are kicking it off first with our anime highlight. As you guys know, anime highlight covers any anime that come out within the last year to two years. Uh, so they are recent ones that we're covering just to say, hey, you guys should watch this if you haven't already. Uh, now that I'm going to throw this one out at you guys, we did review this last year. Um, mid stuff. Well, second season of last year um which would have been spring for um anim in anime terms um as winter is the first uh and it is the strongest sage with the weakest crest we are um going to recommend this one now that the dub is out for this anime as well um and it is a very good watch 
Uh, so please, uh, I'm going to pop on the trailer, enjoy, and uh, check it out. You guys got actually got what I didn't realize there was a double recommendation there. Because uh, this uh, studio actually produced uh, another anime that came out. I gained a second character class and became the strongest sage in the world and the strongest sage with the weakest crest. My Sekai Life we also reviewed last year and was also a very good watch. So here, an unexpected double recommendation for you. Um, considering I clicked on the first trailer that came out. And yeah, they were both brilliant watches. I mean, my personal favourite of last scene was the strongest sage with the weakest crest. But they were both brilliant shows. Uh, highly worth a watch on both terms. Nice. Uh, double. Look at that. Being generous to you, double. We? We, had a, we had a week off, so we're double, double, uh, double suggested. You know it. Uh, enough for the Lampsy Show recommends. This can come out at any point in time. Now, I'm doing something a little different this time. I'm recommending to you Alice in Borderland. Now, I want to note that this is based off of a manga. It did have an OVA anime, which was only three episodes long and only covered certain parts. The live adaptation covers it all. Uh, and we may even be getting extra content in season three if we get a season three. Um, because they kind of changed the ending slightly. Uh, I won't spoil and say how, but it sets it up for a possible season three. Uh, season ones and two was amazing. Uh, so I'm going to pop in the trailer for you and please give it a watch because I've, I think I mentioned this one a couple of times to Dab as well, just in conversation. Lost loves this show. Um, I, I, I fell in love with this. So yeah, let's give it a go. To give you guys a little bit of context there, you know, because Lam will probably want me to give a little bit of a review for one of his TikToks. Um, <laughs> Alice in Borderland, guys, is a, a live adaptation on Netflix of a manga of, under the same name, Alice in Borderland. Uh, it does have an English dub version, which for a live adaptation, it's actually a very good English dub as well. Um, you don't really notice it. I do often have a problem uh, watching live action shows dubbed, uh, but I had no problem with this one. Now, to go into it a little bit, Alice in Borderland is set around uh, a world where the citizens of Shibuya, I want to say it was Shibuya, um, some of them are transported into a alternate reality dimension thing. I won't say actually what it was because it's spoilers. Um, where they have to face games to survive. These games uh, are based on uh, cards. If you face a heart game, it's something that's going to twist your emotions. If you face a spades game, it's going to be something that's physical. A clubs game is always mental. And a diamonds game is always a team-based game. Um, and you must fulfill these games to add days to your visa license. Um, season 1 focuses on the regular cards, cards one, uh, cards ace to ten. Uh, and season 2 focuses on the face cards. Um, my advice is the same advice I give to anyone who watches Game of Thrones for the first time. Try not to get attached to characters. You never know what's going to happen. And enjoy the ride because it is such a roller coaster of emotions and ups and downs, swings and roundabouts. And it was an absolute brilliant watch. And for once, believe it or not, I'm talking to you this time, Lamancy. My favorite character was not female. It was male. <laughs> so get in there. It was that good. Um, yeah, I love this show. Please give it a watch, guys. Uh, and before you, uh, just to make sure that nobody goes into it with the wrong expectations, uh, like I may have, 
This is not an Alice in Wonderland crossed with Borderlands, which I think would be fucking awesome. That's not what this show is. No, it's not. And just to point out to you, Lam, this is my favourite character. I am not lying to you. This is Cheshire. So fuck you, bro. <laughs> hey, that's a dude. That that is that is a dude. That's a hot dude. <laughs> hey, hey, I thought the same thing, okay? You can't even attack me for it. You agree. <laughs> He writes your favorite. He, 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 but the thing is, as well, this guy is incredibly smart. Um, he is pro, you know, it's one of those shows where you have the main cast, but this guy stole the show. Um, he's the kind of guy where the rest of the, where the rest of the, um, characters in the show usually have to work out the games together, or usually like one or two of them are paid up. This guy can go into these death games solo and still come out alive as the only victor because he's just. He's just that smart. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah, he, he is like Hideyoshi. Or let me see another another good comparison for him would be uh, a Ka- a Ka- I can't get my words out of today. Kayakoji from uh, Classroom of the Elite. Ayana Koji. Sorry, I'm getting my words mixed up. Um, you need some sleep, man. What's going on with you? I, I, yeah, my head's everywhere. I'm not tired. But yeah, so guys, please give this a watch. I recommend you all do it's amazing season two actually released uh, end of last year be in 2022 not 2021 for those of you who still live in 2022 in your brains um <laughs> the, the time only matters on the day <laughs> no part of the world is 10 days behind um well to, to be fair lamb Lam, my, my second favorite character is this girl right here okay so i my second favorite character is a girl okay you've at least got that is it because it, it, it it's the girl in the bikini no, it's just because she's fucking brilliant. <laughs> she kicks ass, dude. Dude, no, no. She she fights um someone in in a martial arts fight in in this world in flip flops, which she then kicks away, and then has then ends up having glass all in her feet, and she's still walking around on bare glass, still fucking using karate on this guy. She's a kick ass chick, honestly. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, guys, again, like I said, give it a watch. You will not regret it, I swear. Whew. Oh, how is the re- Webtoon recommendation going, Dav? How how are they doing with that one? That's very good. So this month, I'm, I've am i had a I've had a consideration about what I was going to recommend. Um, I thought about recommending a small one or a big one. Couldn't quite tell which one I wanted to do. The last one I did was one of the smaller ones. Uh, it's only about two seasons long, so I'm going to do a longer one this time. This time, I'm actually going to recommend one that's still ongoing and I'm enjoying very, very much. And this is also one that Mikey is also enjoying, thanks to my recommendation. Which would be the advanced player of the tutorial tower. Yeah. Sorry, no, that was the other one I recommended. Oh. I got them the wrong way around. It's Return to Play. Yeah. <laughs> so again, it's another isekai. Uh, you know, in a sense, it's another isekai. Uh, very sort of similar to the the general, just a general isekai. Uh, this one's slightly different, and uh, in the last few episodes, especially that have come out, uh, things have taken a really interesting turn. Good character development, uh, slightly different art style. Really enjoyed it though, uh, and I look forward to hearing. Uh, I look, and obviously, I'm going to keep mentioning this one every episode this month. So hopefully, I'll get to see if anyone's read it and uh, see what you think about it. Hell yeah! Please do, guys. Please do. And, and yeah, and to pre-warn you uh, guys as well, just uh, for, for my sake. Uh, I haven't, uh, or I do not read 
past what is free. I do not buy any of the tokens. <laughs> if you have read further than what is free, uh, please don't discuss those episodes, not only for my sake, like I said, for my sake, but also for anybody else who may not have read those episodes. So we'll just keep with what is out for free to read. It's hard for me to keep quiet, guys, so I've, I, kept, I keep getting told this. <laughs> yeah, I have to keep telling him to shut up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a problem. I can't help myself. Anyway, guys, our last segment. Whew, we are going to the news. Doop, doop. So let me let me scroll up here. Where was my last piece of news? There we go. So quick fire news. I don't have the Discord sk- sk- screen share on, so you guys can just look at the website at the moment. Um, first piece of news is Fate Strange Fake Whispers of Dawn special episode has a new release date. is now set to premiere in the summer of 2023. For those of you who like the Fate series. Um, we had a teaser visual for Run for Money, the Great Mission anime, officially announced for 2023. Uh, Tokyo Avengers Christmas Showdown Arc Season 2 uh, has already started. Uh, Koi Tecmo has announced, a, announced an action RPG called Fate Samurai Remnant for PS5. Uh, to- another Tokyo Avengers piece of news which is already out. Uh, Insomniac's After School anime trailer is scheduled for April 2023 by Leiden Films. Uh, we have Insomniac's After School uh, anime key visual now as well. Uh, so two different visuals there. You can see them on their Twitter page. Goblin Slayer Season 2 new info will be re- revealed on January 5th. Ironically enough, I didn't see any new info for it. So I may, I may have missed that uh, somewhere along the timeline. Um, we did have a teaser visual for it. Uh, and we did find out that there would be a new um, studio running it. But that was about it. Uh, so I'm expecting a little bit more information later on. Uh, the vexations of a shut-in Vampire Princess TV anime has been announced for 2023 by Project 9. And lastly, Mushoko Tensei is getting a game for PS4, Switch, Steam, uh, assumedly PS5 as well. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Mishoko Tensei is one of the leaders of the isekai genre. On that note, that is the news. That is the podcast. That is that is that is the stream. I hope you all enjoyed the podcast. I hope you all enjoyed the content. I hope you all enjoyed the reviews. We'll be back next week with a hell of a lot more. Um, I hope most of you enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't really care if Lamb enjoyed it. He's only, he's only my boss. Yeah, fuck you, Lamb. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> No, it's it's uh, yeah. I I enjoyed it. There was God. There was so much to get through as time goes on. Um, so I'm hoping that you know we'll be able to get some good get uh, get that cut down a little bit, just because it's you know obviously it's a lot for you guys as well. Uh, so yeah, but have a wonderful evening, guys, and I guess I will see you all next week. We shall indeed see you all next week, guys. And as always, keep. Ooh. Ooh. Actually, before we go, I just remembered I wanted to announce something. Oh, good. Uh, so, as you know, I uh, excuse me, sorry. As you all know, I earlier in the episode uh, reviewed uh, how to pick up girls. Uh, no, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Uh, in, a, in in the way that I did it last uh, the last episode for the My Hero Academia. Now, thankfully, Lamb, very kind guy, uh, he thought that my My Hero Academia review was quite funny, so he's put that up on YouTube. Uh, and he now wants me to do one of those types of reviews each week to be put on our YouTube channel. So you'll be getting at least once one a week. It might be the one that I did today, 
which was of is it wrong to pick up girls in the dungeon? Or it might be one that I do off off the stream and send to him separately. But basically, I the short version is I'll review something I've never seen based off a description, and I will just try and try and make it interesting. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But if you guys want to check that out, that will be on the uh, Lambency YouTube channel. Uh, please do check it out. Uh, if you like it, let us know. Yeah, what Dav said. Um, I mean, I, I'm finding them funny. It's it's, it's hilarious to watch. It's just a ramblings of a madman. The ramblings of a madman. That that is literally what you are. Yeah. Uh, well, that's all for me. So take care, everyone. Yeah, guys. That that was. It was it was a lot to go through, as as, as you guys know. It's just a bigger season this season, guys. I, I apologize, um, but you know we we don't want to miss anything out. But I hope you all have a great afternoon, morning, evening, wherever you are, time zone. We will be back next week uh, on the seventeenth for some more reviews hopefully some more dubbings come out by then as well and if i don't see you uh, then then i'll see you whenever i see you we're gonna go ride raid ride the zooper ride zip i can't even word ride the zooper ride the zooper yes yes you are lamb do you want do you want to pop that raid in for me um i've, I've just been sent over so i think it's, it's gone through awesome now on that note guys you all have an amazing time and i will we will see you next time.